don't know if that's coming through or not. Ah, son of a... Hey, Internet. No music for the players, but you get it. You get all the love, Internet. Hi, my name is Todd, and uh, I just wanted to say hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons today. It's going to take a few minutes to get set up, but we're going to do a recap. Uh, we got a lot of players tonight, so uh, I'm excited. Uh, gotta keep things a moving and don't worry. Don't worry. We'll clear out the board a little So um, j Welcome to the stream. We're do uh, do a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons. We do a podcast so you can check this out on uh, Apple iTunes Spotify uh, whatever the places where you find your podcasts are so shout out by the way New Mexico and Russia apparently are listening um Pennsylvania is winning right now, so go, I guess, Penn State? I don't, I don't know the things. I'm not, shockingly, not a sports guy. Sorry. Um. <laughs> well, um, I don't do them. Yeah, fair enough. So we're going to jump in and meet everybody. Um, we also do, uh, you can find our stuff on YouTube with all the visuals. Uh, and you can also, I think there's an audio only version up on YouTube too. So you can listen and watch however you want to. And of course you get to join us live for the actual game on Tuesdays, 9 PM. So to those joining us, welcome. And also one last thing, come here a sec. You get to influence the game. It's true. You do. You can spend a plot point. Now the players also get to spend plot points. Everybody. Y'all start with two. So, hi everybody. Welcome to the stream. We can see and hopefully hear you all. So, um, welcome, welcome. I know you're, some people are getting ready. Uh, life is, uh, in the wise words of the famed Canadian uh, musician, life is life. So, I get it. Anybody know who that is? Bonus points. Nope. Quebecois music. Anyway. Um, we'll see if anybody gets that in comments. In fact, I might even do a giveaway. If you can name who wrote the song, Life is Life. No, you're going to be Googling. Um, anyway, but uh, that probably won't help you. Just saying. Anyway, uh... Did you say it was a Canadian Quebec yeah. artist? Cool. Yeah. Annie DeFranco? No. But, uh, not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously not. But anyway. Try uh, Good, good try. Oh, by the way, Bella, I still owe you a prize uh, from last season. She, you, I still have to get you that Shadowrun box set, but we haven't done any live games in person yet. Anyway, let's meet the table, say hey to everybody, and get this party started, shall we? So, without further ado, let's go around the horn. Uh, we're going to end with Steve, so we're going to start with a brand new... Oh, no, no, we'll start with Bella up in the top corner of our Hollywood Squares over there. Please look at it. Looks like I muted there, right? I can hear you, Jay. Jay, we oh, can hear you, buddy. Okay, yep. finally. <laughs> and see. Good you. to see you, though. It's been you. like a year, dude. Do you have two heads? Hello, hello. I'm missing Archibald. She's like, uh, well, I have somebody new now, so but nice. Always, you know, within the same flavor for me. Flavor. <laughs> I can't see everybody else's camera. I'm just new to this Discord thing because, of course, I'm old and way out of touch. No worries, man. Welcome back. We're really happy to have you. And for those who we have Helen here, like, oh, she your tech support. Hi, Helen. I'm trying. She's... Yeah, I don't want to see my face because I have short hair and I look like a broccoli. No worries. 
I'm 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 all scruffy today. This is the beauty of internet no, gaming. You just stumble over yeah, to the to the place. The so yeah, Jay was uh playing in our last campaign uh as Archibald, as uh, Bella mentioned. Uh and so we're welcoming him back as much as we can. Although life is life, as I mentioned. Um and so I fully get it if you get a little busy. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I mean. What the frig? Yes, yeah. I have to listen to the cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go ahead and meet uh, Bella, and uh, tell us a little bit about who you're playing today, Bella. Okay, hi everybody. Um, I'm playing Isolt Connolly. Uh, she is a half elf, um, blood hunter, and. Um, as we've learned so far, she's pretty damn green and pretty damn pissed off right now at her buddy for not giving her a heads up about potential danger. Mm. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Now, you have... Um, you were drunk and asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Came stumbling down in the inn and walked right into the trap that the DM... I mean, that the, uh, the other people set. Okay, it's the DM. Let's admit it. It it's the DM. It's always the DM. All right. So, uh, so that's Isold, and uh, I'm slowly doing the cameras as we go. So hopefully this holds up. So Isold is a half elf, half elf, blood hunter. All right. Cool. 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 And uh, let's jump over to Timely. Timely, what's going on? Hello. So I am playing Hilda Bonebraid, who is a. Um, well, I guess at this point, not a fresh out of med school dropout. There's been a bit of distance between the dropping out and the adventuring aspect. So, you know, I think she can graduate to calling herself an adventurer of some sort. Um, she is a dwarf paladin. And right now she <laughs> has stumbled across the rest of the group. After, I guess, trying to find some bar nuts for Tillman because he was in a rage. <laughs> nice. And and we do hope to welcome back uh, Carl, a.k.a. Tillman, at some point. Uh, but it remains a mystery as to what Tillman is doing. So uh, that's our friendly neighborhood dwarven paladin. Uh, let's jump over to Brandon. Hola. <clears throat> I'm Brandon. I am playing... A uh, young adult, divin half a uh, half elf divination wizard named Eli Eckhart, who uh, almost died. <laughs> so that'll be fun to see what happens now. Looked into the eyes of death, and then drew a stick figure. Quite, quite literally, <laughs> like very you do. Large one. <laughs> like you would. I mean, you're gonna come out of that with a bit of trauma. You might as well <laughs> do a bit of art. I guess. That yep. Yeah. Um, and of course, you've been set upon this path by the uh, ever, uh, ever bountiful gift of divination as a storytelling mechanism. So thank you for uh, thank you again. Thank you again. <laughs> no. Problem. All right. Let's uh, jump over to Gordon. Hey, Gordon playing um, at least uh, with this group, a paladin who. Uh, was actually in session Gerald, and he has just stumbled upon this group of strange, strange acquaintances and is not quite sure what to make of it. Um, kind of stepped in to de-escalate what could have been a very nasty bar brawl. 
Nice. And I love that you worked the name of the game into that with our campaign. Our hard-won campaign name. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Now, welcoming to the table, uh, not for the very first time in on our channel, but for the first time in this campaign, uh, Donnie, you have a new character for us. I do. My name is Ashina. I am an Asimar druid. Nice. And I'm sitting in the back of the bar watching this brawl go on. Like, Ooh, what the I, hell's going on in this place? I love that you already worked your way in. Like, that's now canon. I mean, I, I'm not even going to make you spend a plot point for that. That's just it. That's just... just I, like, I'm what? just looking around and, and, and it's like, who all's into this mess? Yeah. Actually... And I, if, I, if I notice this guy almost dying, I'm going to throw some healing at him. Absolutely. So it, we'll pick that up right there in just a second. Although I'm going to start uh, in just a moment, but just remind me, Donnie, you have to do a perception check for me. So if you want to pre-roll that, you can you can get that all ready. Um, let's keep going around the horn. Jay, welcome back to the table, dude. Um, do you want to tell us who the heck are you today? Well, you know, I always keep my normal sort of flavor, but I don't know. With the with some storyline coming on, I think I'm going to keep it under wraps. But suffice to say, there's also a fellow in the bar. You would look at him, you would think he was kind of bookish. He's got some glasses on. He's a, a human male, of course, because, as you know, when I play role-playing games, it's always just different versions of me doing the same kind of thing. Anyway... Yeah, I mean I just only or, ever play a version of a bard, so I get that. I get that. <laughs> yes, we all have our wheelhouses. Anyway, so you see a fellow, um, no armor, just a small dagger at his side, sitting at the table with a nice uh, glass of ale. He's got glasses on. He's got, like, on his side, he has a merce, as you can tell. He's got, like, a, a sort of strap going over. He's got a nice little sack out of his side, a, clo uh, a cloak, no armor, just, like... A plain old nice shirt, plain pants, plain boots, and uh, he's just kind of sitting watching. He does have a cloak on. It's kind of hood off, back. Um, right away, you can tell that he's a pretty charming fellow. He's quite good looking. He's and that uh, charming fellow. I mean, the player, <laughs> not the character. And he's really, he's just observing. Nice. And again... Thank you for working your way in. No plot points required. Um, and then we, I actually have no idea what character you're playing today, but uh, welcome to the game. Uh, I what do, what do I call you, MDL? Or are you, are you just chilling and watching this one? Well. Okay, well, we'll, we'll return to that. In uh in a few bit minutes, but we may have. Yeah, he's just a... watching. Oh, we, cool, 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 uh, cool. Just... You're more than welcome yeah. to do that. Um, uh, and jump in a little bit later on, especially if you get some ideas for the game. You can also jump in with plot points. You start with a bonus two points of plot points automatically. Let me know, and everybody else too. Uh, and then let's bring this around to our sometimes <laughs> GM, sometimes player, Steve. Hey yo! What's hey. going on, internerd? It's good to be seen by you, since I can't see you. 
Still playing the Goliath Rogue. Fancies himself a giant cat burglar. Hasn't had much chance to cat burgle in this uh, in this adventure yet, but you know it's like it's there. It'll happen one day. There's not a lot like of cats attempts. to burgle so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna steal their tuna? Chickens and boxes and a T-Rex and some phase beasts, but you know, that's just, <laughs> that's just boring. It's all about burgling cats. All right. Yeah. Now, I also believe uh, you were going to give us a recap, but I think you wanted to do this in a character voice. Well, yeah. So, so it's it's as um, a trucker who's from Northern Ontario who got lost in Northern Ontario and has been waiting by the side of the road for like forty eight hours for you to come rescue him, and is trying to tell you um, about. Uh, an adventure he was listening to on kind of crackly radio. This is the character. Awesome. So like, so we we were sitting there in in the snow, eh? And then and then so we're just listening. And apparently this group like they went off to an island and they're like on this island, right? You know. So so they're on the island and then they decided to go to a different island because there was something about some dragon and then the dragon was you know kind of. Uh, Kind of a bit standoffish like with these guys there so they went they went to another island and then they got off and they were in a bar and then there was like a big one who's like not got any hair on top but it's got hair down under and then there was like the girl but she was drunk and so she was in bed and then so uh, a couple of them other guys were there there was like um you know a girl with some armor on and she was kind of fancy looking and then there was some guy with some armor on there was just some like lizard guy who was like not very talkative i don't, I don't know why it's hard to have a non-talkative character on the radio you're kind of listening there you're sitting in the snow waiting for a tow, and and it's like hey you know i gotta gotta get out and guzzle some maple syrup to keep myself uh, awake enough you know to keep this going so like them seemed all kind of strange and they were somewhat acquainted with each other and then they got into some bar fight over not the right kind of alcohol or maybe maybe some guy was mad about something that happened on the ship anyway it was pretty exciting until I, until i fell asleep <laughs> i can honestly vouch that that seems to me to be a very authentic experience of our podcast <laughs> Yeah, let, let our shenanigans lull you to sleep. Let our diplomacy. Exactly. We'll keep you warm in the snow. So thank you, Steve. <laughs> he, he's, yeah. And so the guy towing him is like really amused by this. <laughs> and you know what? I actually did travel uh, quite a bit in the U.S. And see these? I don't know if you can see that on the camera. Uh, little cards. It's all blurry. Uh, but I put a bunch of these in truck stops, so you know, oh, if you're gosh. at a truck stop, you can you can maybe find one of those cards of our podcast. Podcast. You spent some time in uh, one of my stopping grounds there of Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I traveled <laughs> all around. It was a good time, and uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I was a little sad. I did not go and spend time in Utah. I wanted to Utah. I would like to apologize. I wanted to be in you. But I couldn't be, um, and I'm sorry. Uh, please don't take it personally. I just, I just couldn't, couldn't make it. Um, maybe next year. Okay. Anyway. All right. Todd. Go Todd. Shopping. Why is it that you can make everything, 
almost every single thing you say you can make sound dirty. Yeah, you're like Utah. I'm on the video. Me? <laughs> I mean, this is what we're here for. Actually, no, we're here you should for have been in the game last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm, ju you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Anyway, without further ado, let's dive into our game and we'll pick up the pieces wherever we go. Let's do this. Okay. I rolled a 20 perception. Ignore the second one. <laughs> okay, just a sec. You have just left the inn. M most of you. Some of you uh, will deal with in a moment, but most of you have just left the inn and you have find yourselves outside in the town of Bernard and this island almost in the middle of nowhere, uh, close to the spines, but too far from Tazrel, trying to find your way back, your mission to return with your now lizard companion uh, lizard folk um, escort that you're supposed to bring back to the mage towers. The fate of the world rests, or at least this little corner of it, rests in you accomplishing your mission. One of the mage tower factions, unfortunately, is not uh, very conducive to helping you. Instead, seeking revenge for you destroying one of their ships. So, you find yourselves kicked out, no, not having a room for the evening, having just battled with them, managing by magic and lots of luck and lots of careful diplomacy to not end up in a full throwdown, instead dispatching their leader who fled invisibly. You now found yourselves um, uh, asked rather poignantly by the innkeeper, N none other than Big Richard himself. Um, I'm gonna have to ask you, ask you to leave. Uh, we don't want any trouble around here. Do you leave quietly, strange acquaintances? Aye, that's what they all say, but nonetheless. Hudak has uh, a lot of clout around here. So um, I'm just going to say, if you are against him and his men, I don't recommend you stick around, and I don't want to wait for him to come back. He's got a temper. <laughs> nice. So, I'm sorry, but I just we're we're one of the only places we gotta keep our reputation. I'm sorry. Here, here's your money back. And and he he gives you your money back, and uh, um and asks you to leave, unfortunately for you. So as you head out, 
you quickly find yourself tossed out, uh, well, not tossed out, but asked politely to leave, and you find yourself on the street in front of the inn, and uh, what's your next play? What do you want to do? Of course. We'll, we'll get to the new people in just a sec, but for now, yes, he's old. Um, just one day would do it. I think I, I think I may have misspoken. Yeah, you can go ahead and clear that. Coo, 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 coo. Yeah. You are, you are in Debar. All right. So you'll be, we'll deal with you in a, well, actually, um, let's, Jump over to uh, Tal Talithar there for a moment. Um, and Richard, the innkeep, turns over to you and says, ah, Look, um, you're new here too, right? But you seem to be friendly with these folks, at least a little. Thank you for calming things down here, Eby. But, um... Oh, the mage towers i everybody says they are i mean i'll hail the mage towers you know like but um uh, no offense mister but i don't know you and for those keeping track richard has a different voice this week he does that that's his character choice yeah every week all right um I'm afraid I don't know you from Adam. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask you. You, you calm things down. I'll, I'll give you your room, but I don't want you sticking around if, if Hudak comes back, all right? And you. And he points over to Elias, who... Uh, is uh, kind of not sure whether to stay or go. He's like, out! And say hey to your mom for me. Grandma. Anytime. And also is, uh, I well, do a composure test for me. So a charisma saving throw is what I'm going to call that. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty shook. I mean, you literally did look into the eyes of death and, uh, and it wasn't pretty. Sure, because you were on the other side of the bar when all that went down. Um, so go ahead and spend the 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 sense. I think it's a spell slot, right? Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I should probably put your voices on there. I'm sorry, folks. Um, my bad. 
Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. absolutely, you can spend that uh, that slot, and we will. Uh, or yeah, the ability. So you reach out. What's the range on divine sense? Uh, sixty feet, I believe. You concentrate for a moment and reach out with your senses, and you don't get what you would consider to be a ping. It's not a hit per se, but you do get um, this lingering sensation like something was. It's like an after smell. It's like a sense of foreboding and death, the scent of death that no one else seems to pick up on. But once you choose you to way. open your eyes to that, there it is. All right, something was here. Something was here. It was weird. And now that you see him, you see this guy. He's clutching this piece of paper. He's a half-elf, um, kind of a, a younger guy, but it, it, clutching a piece of paper, looking pretty disheveled and, and, and pale and stumbling towards the door. So that, uh, that's what you get for that. All right. So, um, Elias, you stumble your way outside and see this motley crew kind of waiting on the uh, on on the front stoop. Um, at that point, uh, Ashina, Ashina, Donnie, yes. you saw a, a scuffle go on. You were waiting outside for the most part, um, and when well, you were inside for part of it, and then when a bunch of people chose to leave. Uh, retroactively, can you do a wisdom saving throw for me? All right, how do you do that? You're... Hey. That would be your straight up whiz. You'd have to do the saving oh. throw on the left. Ah. Here. Hey, fantastic. Thanks, uh, MDL. We'll, we'll get you into the game as soon as we can. There's a spot waiting for you right, right over there. Okay, wisdom saves. 15. 15. All right. Um, you, didn't ha you weren't mechanically required to, um, to uh, save. However, un uh, you did see half of... Or you'd you did make your save. You weren't frightened officially. You got this weird sense that something happened, and half the bar got up and fled um, at the end of this fight. Uh, and so, along with them, you kind of meandered out and are now on the front port, uh, porch. And after a little while, you see the rest of this crew come out, and one person you see, you immediately recognize Isolt. What do you want to do? What's going on in there? Is old. I hear something. Do I see him? Oh, yeah. Up walks this. Do, or um, her? This, I recognize her? Yes, you do. Yes. You recognize uh, a one-time compa travel companion, probably. I don't know. You guys figure it out. It's your backstory. Um, uh, Ashina. Go ahead and, oh. and describe yourself for all of us as you walk up to the group. Sorry, I don't honestly know what I look like. 
I don't know what Asmir's look like. Mostly human with a, a sense of... It's humans with really good skin. Um, <laughs> it's kind of how I think of it. Uh, they they are angelic uh, in in their lineage, and as such, I, they... Um, I do know I am pale-skinned. I have sapphire eyes and white hair. Nice. And you've got... Um, I chose the icon of the image you put with your character sheet, so it's up there. Um, I don't know if that's how you want to appear, but there it is. <laughs> so, uh, Ashina, you recognize Isold. Uh, you've... How do you know Isold? Traveling companion from a long time ago, yes. I do remember her facially. I didn't remember her name at the time. But it did dawn back on me that, uh, yeah, we uh, traveled together a long time ago. Oh. And I asked okay. her, what was going on in there? Uh, that was, that was nothing. You're not, you're not mad at me, are you? Like, did I do anything I... wrong to you? Like, blow your ship up? Anything no. like that? No. You're not going to like been on a, I've never been on a ship. Okay. So this, you don't want to kill This was from me. before your ship days. <laughs> um go Why ahead and would do I want to kill an old acquaintance. Maybe an old <gasps> strange acquaintance. Ooh, I like the I like the throwback. That was a good tie-in. Strange acquaintances. I was thinking it's not strange that she doesn't know what she looks like because, you know, none of us do. Mirrors are just not common these days. <laughs> hey, really? So along with Izzel, like you can see, uh, Ashina, you can see a tall Goliath, fairly slender, dressed in dark uh, uh, clothes, uh, the, kind of a mismatched, uh, sometimes missized level of clothes. Like your pants, by the way, because you're still in borrowed clothes there, uh, Gex. Um, you, you, um, you're still waiting on your armor. Uh, <laughs> and you also see a half-elf uh, who kind of comes stumbling out with the crumpled paper in their hand. You see the half-elf that you know is Izzled. Um, you also uh, see a dwarf come walking out in, I believe in, in plate mail or in, in heavy armor anyway, um, yep. standing outside the inn and out walks Lesrin as well. The large, uh, lizard folk man who comes shambling out of the inn as well, slowly being directed by one of the, um, bartender, uh, one of the, uh, barmaids to leave. Cause he didn't get the message with the rest of you. Cause common is not his first language. All right, so you guys are out on the stoop, and uh, uh, take it from there. What do you want to do? Well, isn't this just quite the motley crew? <laughs> wow. What did they kick you out for, old. You were supposed to be sleeping. I, w I was hungry. I woke up. I was sleeping. Then I woke up. Then I was hungry. Then I got some stew. Then I got assaulted for minding my damn business. And now we're here. And it's good to see you, 
Ashina. Um, these are my friends. And Hilda. And I point to everybody. <laughs> Just gestures to all of us. <laughs> Hello. Ashina. Hi. Gex uh, will just give Hilda a pat on the back. Pull her in. Good to see you. Took you so long. Oh, you know Tillman. Uh, he wanted some bar nuts, so I figured. The only place that was open past 5 p.m. Oh, okay. That's entirely sensible. Well. Maybe we should check on that. <laughs> so Eli's been just watching you guys talk, just like <laughs> swaying in the breeze. Yeah, just, just trying like to, about to die. <laughs> yeah, just somewhere between, you know, trying to not die and being a bit socially awkward. He just doesn't know when to interject. Uh, but when there's like a, a lull in the conversation, he's just like, excuse me. <laughs> that, that wasn't role play. Oh, you're method. You are so method. <laughs> Um, he kind of looks over everyone else and then immediately turns to Hilda and he's just like, thank you very much for what you did earlier. Um, and he holds up his, uh, thick man drawing and then looks at Lesrin and he says, you know this person, right? Lesrin, the lizard folk reaches over and plucks, reaches down and plucks up this tiny scribbled parchment that you made and tries to make out this strange stick figure, um, the drawing that you have drawn. As he is in conversation, I walk up and touch him and I give him five hit points back. Nice. Elias, you heal five so hit he'll, points. So you'll be able to comfortably maneuver now, uh, one side note, no one saw Elias take any hits. He just dropped in the middle of a busy bar and let out this slight sound when he dropped so that people noticed. Um, I mean, cut to that sound just for fun. Anybody? <laughs> oh, wrong button. <laughs> I was hoping that was the scream. It was a laugh. He chuckles as he dies. What's <laughs> he do? Come in. You're like, it's been a good life. <laughs> uh, that'd be the greatest. Side note, that would be the greatest last word ever. Just be like, <laughs> I got life by the. And then I can just laugh to the end. That's how That's I want to go. Every villain's last word. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was thinking something more like this. But that's what some of the people in the bar did. But anyway, sidetrack aside, um, you watch this lizard man pour over this charcoal drawing, and he's just like, you. And he grabs Elias by the tunic and, or by the robes and pulls you in close. Like, you're looking up at this big lizard snout. And he looks down at you. You can see the, the forked tongue kind of poke out of the side of his tongue, uh, mouth for a minute. And then he's just like, you. 
made an incomprehensible nonsense. And he pushes the thing back into your chest and and pushes you back with it a few feet. Uh, and then just turns around and says, I don't read common. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> you looked like you recognized it earlier. Um, but hold on. He's just trying not to pass out. Um, oh, no, he got healed. He's feeling better. He stands up a bit straighter. Um, I think I'm supposed to come with you guys from now on. I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, how do I explain it? Um, it's like this vibe I get. I'm a divination wizard. I said start with that. So like the whole fate and, and circumstance is kind of my deal. Um, and I think I was put there in the bar to almost die and meet you guys. Because I think they're somehow intertwined. Not I think, I know. That sounds like well, it. If, if, they if brought all of us together. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And if you're up for almost dying on a regular basis, you'll fit right in. Yeah, especially if you hang out with him. Because he just loves to not give you a heads up when there's somebody who wants to kill you. And he just walks off and leaves you sleeping without knowledge in your bed to get your throat. Just just a sign of how much faith I have in your ability to just look after yourself. You got to take it as a positive. (laughs) Well... I don't I don't know about Hilda, but I can. You haven't you haven't died yet. Fine. I mean thanks to Hilda, I didn't die. Thank you, Hilda. It's good to see you again, my friend. Oh thank you. I, I guess unfortunately I did not get the bar nuts for Tillman before we all got booted out of there. <laughs> He's gonna so be mad. to the next place. <laughs> He's gonna be mad. He's gonna be mad. Or before you guys leave, he's like, um, was that paladin in there with you guys too? Because he seemed to not want to fight. And that's seemed like, I don't know, what we were trying to do. <laughs> oh, I think he's got mixed emotions right now about, uh, I don't know what's going on with him. We Meanwhile, Talithar. Perception check, please. (laughs) Eleven. It was a pretty low DC. Um, You don't see him, but you see his uh, commanding officer, like second in command. Um, You see, I think I named her. uh, Let me just find the name. Ashara. Not to be confused with Ashina, Ashara, uh, the second in command of the uh, of the other mage faction, the the sea based mage faction, uh, kind of pop to and turn and then dismiss one of her people, and she's kind of quietly rallying uh, the big job of the con and the spells and the charm persons, kind of starting to fade over time as they're starting to realize, okay, we need to we need to do something. We got to find our leader. 
and you kind of overhear them at the bar kind of talking together some of these um some of these people who were involved in this battle uh, or almost battle and then you see ashara pop her head to one side and nod and you kind of look at her eyeline and just see the tail end of hudrick disappearing up the stairs and ashara turns almost on her heel and begins to walk up the stairs as well this doesn't seem like it's over not for them anyway what do you want to do talathar well i mean i kind of done my bit here when it comes to uh keeping things from escalating um i have a mission i have my own mission so and with that i'm going to spend a plot point do it so i'm going to spend a plot point and i'm going to get a message from what i'm carrying from what you're carrying all right so you're in the in and you're taking all of this in and you're thinking, okay, I wish my mage friend. And then you suddenly get this piercing headache. Like, it's almost like, and no offense to those who like it, but it's almost like dubstep just overwhelms <laughs> your mind. And just like, I need you to do a wisdom saving throw, please. I don't know why the rolls aren't showing on this thing, but anyway. 19. No, no, 19. Okay. So you... Of course. Of course. Of course Gordon's going to make a 19. Of, well, of course. I mean, I'm proficient. <laughs> I've got my aura. I was saying. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, it wasn't a nat 20, so it's... It's, it's true. Uh, it's not <laughs> So you quickly... Um, you gather, like, brace yourself, and you've been in some... You've been in some before so it's not unusual for you to suddenly have things take over your senses so it's it's less disorienting when this is like your third time doing it so good news is your head clears quickly and you've learned you can almost remember your old friend callus i think his name is callus right. um coaching you through those early moments he's like breathe breathe just let it wash past Magic, you cannot always control it. You must sometimes let it slip through your fingers and let it pass. And after a few seconds, it... Sorry, one sec. <laughs> I'm getting, getting messages in my ears. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> I'm going to have to quiet that down. Um, so anyway, uh, you very quickly let it slip away and then in the background, you can hear a quiet, pleading voice of, uh, and here's where I need to call on Gordon, because I meant to look this Rick up. Or um, Kalran. It, Kalran. Um, I believe that was the first person who hired you, yes? Kalran's the one that I've been working with when yeah. Torg and I entered Taz Pharrell. Right, so Kalron's voice comes pressing through as though just this tiny little echo bubbling up from the, the, bum, the, the bundle in your bag. Hey. Attention crews, attention crews, those who can hear me, 
respond. How many of you have survived? He seems to be awaiting a, a reply. I've formed the thought in my head that, you know, I'm there. Let's see if he can perceive that. For a second, you can hear him. It's almost like he's, you can hear his side of things, but he's getting other messages as well for a few seconds. And then he replies to your response. Ah, good. Talithar. We have news. One of the packages was intercepted. We've sent a crew to retrieve. Um, I don't exactly want to go into all the details, just in case... Some of these artifacts have fallen into enemy hands. Suffice to say, your mission is changed. Rally. Return. We must gather our strength. What do you say back? I kind of... uh... And you cut out at the la- at the last oh, bit there sorry. after rally, but you said rally, uh, return, gather return. our strength. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'll say affirmative, and I'll just kind of mention I've encountered a dragonborn lizard folk being escorted back. Does that have anything to do with this? This is news to me. Although, find out more. Be careful what we say. Not all the orbs are accounted for. Okay, fine. This could be Uh, the break we need. Okay, because I think my character knows that they were trying to make contact with the dragons and to ha- to see a very large dragonborn being escorted back by people. Um, while it piqued my interest, I was kind of on my mission, but... Okay. All right, so you got that message while everybody was in the bar. Everyone else, you are busy. Um, all the cameras are messed up. I'm sorry, I'll stay on the main feed. Um, uh the you, the rest of you are outside at the moment and um gex i need you have a sudden realization um do it uh, what would the check be it's a read let's just do an intelligence check and see what you come up with intelligence uh, 16 um, you gather a few things. Number one, the guy you stabbed, he seemed pretty well connected. And the fact that he and his people were not kicked out and you were. You, what's your main goal in being in this town? Oh, to not be in this town. That's really my main goal. <laughs> My Sounds familiar. Not be here anymore. And how do really? you hope I'm to down with that? that plan. Let's go. It, it, it was to get a ship to go back to uh, Tazfarel, but since we're here and we were uh, planning on it having to take a little while, um, 
you know, secure ship, get armor made, eat food, <laughs> make Isold sleep. Well, you've accomplished half hags. of one of those. Half of one of those, yeah. And a quarter of the other. Yeah. One out so, of eight. It ain't bad. So yeah. you get the impression that the people you just tussled with are relatively well-connected in this town. They're, they're at least more established than you are. Take it away. Well, he'll kind of just look around and take account of everybody. You know, this is a, a ragtag group. It's like, well, Hilda is old. Uh, Lesserin. Who else is? <laughs> who else? We, 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 Eli? we have uh, oh, very yeah. clear steps ahead of us. We need to get ourselves back to Taz Farrell. Um, you others that are here are welcome to, to join us and, uh, you know, uh, travel as companions if that's where you're headed. Uh, you, you seem agreeable people, useful in a fight. Uh, some of you enjoy a good drink and a laugh, apparently. So uh, if you're up for the uh, accompanying us and sort of banding together till we get back to Taz Farrell. We'd be happy to have you. Sounds Jimmy. like fun. Oh, sorry. No, that's I right. just, um, I just kind of have to tell my grandma first. Okay. Does grandma and, uh, live far? No, she's just like up the hill. You guys, since we all got kind of kicked out of the end, you guys have come stay with her. I mean, she'll know, so... She should have beds prepared or something if she had a cup of tea in the afternoon. Would she have a ship? I need chance. But you're local to the island, are you? Uh, my grandma is. We're on an island. <laughs> to be fair, and we don't we're, know why, but if she did arrive by us. teleportation. I don't even know how I got here then. I've never been on a ship. He's got partial amnesia. That's how you got here. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe you dimension doored. Maybe. Uh, listen, or somebody did it to uh, me. Kid. I think I might Jay. Want to talk. Cut to Jay. Jay. Yes. You're taking all of this in. You're taking in the crowd. You're yeah. taking in the night. As much you're... as I can with my super robot and computer. Absolutely. Right. And you manage to hear a few choice phrases in that last section. You hear, need a ship. You hear, not from here. You hear the word Tazrel. You hear, good in a fight. And with that, Gex and crew. Up walks mm -hmm. a human in the night, standing next to you. you. You take in a few things. You can still see some of the crossbow guards by the door. So you're all kind of slowly moving away, perhaps contemplating whether you're going to take this stranger, Elias, up on their suggestion of 
going to their house or their grandma. You guys want to come to my mom's basement? Uh, grandma, grandma. Um, but then up comes this human. Go ahead and describe yourself, Jay. Well, like I said, he's, um, he's a handsome fellow and he's not wearing any armor. He's got a small dagger on his side. He's got a, a satchel across his shoulder. He's, um, wearing a cloak, very plain clothes, kind of like a plain shirt. He's got like sort of those boxy kind of spectacles on. He's got a nice part in his hair and a great big smile on his face. And he sticks out his hand and he says, Hello, my name is Jim Fresh. But my friends call me the kid. So you can call me Kid Jimmy Fresh. And you might be the type of people that I'm kind of looking for. As you can see, I might not particularly be good in a fight, but I have connections. And I have places to go and people to see. And we might be able to come to some kind of arrangement. Well, kid Jimmy, seem like a nice enough guy. Are you are you from around here? Oh, I'm from here and there. I traveled, you know. I'm um, I've been around. Not from this particular town, but you know. Uh, not in this particular town. Well. Mm -hmm. Well. I've traveled. Well, it seems like everyone that ever joins uh, joins up with us does so on a, on a whim and a prayer, kind of a shoestring sort of situation. Why should you be any different? Slaps you on the back. I mean, we're all desperate fellows, it seems. Come, we're gonna go, uh, go visit a grandmother, apparently. Well, we're gonna go visit a grandmother? Like, uh, um... Oh my god. Eli. Eli, let's go to your grandma's house. Okay. The lady I think I need to talk to. As you walk away, you you can see several more of the guards from inside begin to, to rally up. It starts with two crossbowmen at the entrance, and then another, and then another guard, and then another, just, just kind of milling out of the inn, just trying to trying to keep an eye on where you're going as you walk away away from the port, in towards, uh, kind of uphill towards uh, Eli's grandmother's house. You do, they're not in making any attempt to be subtle. They are definitely clocking where you're going. Unless you want to lose them. That's up to you. Well, it's probably hard for a group this large to lose anyone. It does seem we are being watched, and I suggest it's best to act naturally. Hmm. Fly casual. Yeah. I mean, we are just walking to my grandma's house. I don't think there's anything inherently bad about that. You're just the grandson who's visiting his grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, picking up six complete strangers. That's fucking normal. Pot of tea. I hope she has a big pot of tea waiting. Mm. I'm gonna actually oh. like sort of kind of look back and look at the guards and just kind of give them like a smile and a wink and like a friendly little nudgy wudgy in the air, you know. Good job, fellas. 
Eli, Na would your grandmother happen to maybe have some stew at home? Would she know that too? Because mine um, got kind of ruined. I'm still hungry. I've had a really rough couple days. I'm going to say yes. She's much better at this whole fate and circumstance thing than me. Okay. I like your grandmother. So. Any, any grandmother can make stew. You. It's a fairly short walk. Elias, you guide them through. Can't, can't quite shake the feeling that you're being watched, but you make your way through the town and, and wind up outside of your grandmother's house. It's uh, basically a split level, and uh, you take them up towards the door and trying to... You just can't shake that feeling, like, this... I, I, have to, I have to find out what this means. I have to do something about this. I'm supposed to be here. And almost every once in a while, you look away from the path, uh, the autopilot to a very familiar place and you look off and in the night sky the stars are now coming out sun is set and you are it's it's a beautiful night except you feel cold right down to your bones as you approach the door it opens and in inside the door frame you see the familiar shape of your grandmother uh, hunched over with age this is from your human half and she's already holding a blanket as you walk up and kind of bundles you in and ushers you inside and then she turns around and takes a look at each of the people like staring at each of the people who have approached her stoop and in a you get the impression. I don't know if you've ever been to the principal's office or anything. Um, no, come on. We've all been there. Uh, and I uh, give her a kiss on the hand and be like, thank you for having us in your humble abode. <laughs> oh, you're trouble, but a charming one. And she lets you in. Um, she turns. Now it is Ashina's turn. She kind of gives you this look like, and, and she mumbles, she's not all those who are lost are wandering, and not all those who wander are lost. Come in. As Isold walks through the threshold, she turns to her, and she pats you on the shoulder, Isold, and you can feel her hand kind of run down your arm to old scars you've picked up along the way. Some of them made by yourself, some of them made by others. And she kind of runs her hand down your arm and then takes your hand. My dear, there must be an easier way without so much of a payment. Come. You'll find the soup is almost ready. She turns towards Hilda. I give her the biggest award-winning smile. <laughs> she turns towards Hilda, the dwarf paladin, and she kind of looks at you and, and catches you looking back towards the harbor. I'm sorry, my dear, but 
He's already gone. He must walk his own path a while now. The lizard folk took him. Took him to the next spot. And even I don't know what that will bring. But you are welcome here. Gex, she looks up at you as you walk in the door, as you walk towards the door, and she kind of plants her foot in front of you for a second, as though she's going to block your path. And then she looks at you and says, "Well met. I'm just f***ing with you. Come on in, <laughs> Talathar." He kind of chuckles. He's like. Um, I'm assuming you stepped out as everybody was leaving and went with. We kind of skipped that part. Oh, you're muted, dude. Gordon, you're on mute, sir. I guess reading that situation, I would uh, discreetly get my horse, the war horse. Um, and uh, with that message, kind of try to try to catch up to them. Okay, I'm going to need you to do a perception check. Okay. That will determine where you're at in this moment. We're not exactly being stealthy no. or quiet, and we are being clocked by a bunch it's of It's just another chance for him to roll a 19. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we just want to show off his talent of 19s. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Or that wasn't a 19. That wasn't a 19. Or it was not, not a 19. Or not, you know, wait. That's Gordon. You walk What's outside and clock everything. Everything. It's like broad daylight to your half elf eyes. And maybe it's that lingering sense of um, divine sense, but you pick up a fade. <laughs> Feel just above, and you can see the white albatross way up above where any normal people could see it, flying in the sky, just tracking as these people move through the city. You see them moving towards this uh, deeper into the village, and you manage to catch up about halfway. Um, Gex, you've already chatted with Talithar, so you you you. May you recognize him immediately as he comes up. We're just rewinding just a little bit. Um, Talithar, what do you say to Gex? I'll look at him and say, you guys are escorting uh, <clears throat> a dragonborn back from lizard folk, where again? Way, but yeah. Uh, lizard folk back from where again? Gex will just kind of like one side of his mouth will kind of curl up in a half smile. He'll look down at the bag and just kind of like tap it with the back of his knuckle and go, you, uh, you realized that we beat you to the punch, didn't you? Gex, I'm just going to add one thing to that. You reach into your pouch and pull out the only thing you have left of your orb before the dragon leader destroyed it. The cloth in which it was wrapped. A mm -hmm. gray cloth speckled with red. A very distinctive pattern. Right, yeah. Identical the to the one in Talithar's oh, bag. Okay, so I'll be like, all right. 
I know where you got that from, and we're heading back together then. Okay, I've I, got no problem with that. But listen, I, you know, I, I never had anything personal against those guys. Uh, you know, your, your, your buddies over there, but if they've got something against me and you're on their side, we can't be on the same side. They're allied with your employer, so just... It's an interesting, sticky situation. Let's try to just avoid them. Hey, as long as uh, you and I don't have anything personal, I can live with you. I've been asked by our mutual friend to help escort. And I just kind of nod at the lizard folk and, and you guys back to rally. You look over towards the lizard folk and he's busy tasting the air. <laughs> Cut back. You are now in Elias's basement, um, and uh, it is done up down there. Like this is his room. Like, um, it it's basically like she ushered you through, and there was a perfectly good sitting room, and all the furniture is wrapped in like not plastic because that doesn't exist, but you can you can see it's all carefully like perfect. Like, not a single thread out of place. And she's like... And she does a little tut-tut sound as you begin to go sitting down. Um, and, uh, and Elias, you take them down towards where you can speak a little more freely. Um, so you make your way down some rickety old stairs down into a lower level. And uh, Elias, you got, uh, got your room. Do uh, you want to describe it for us a little bit? Oh, it's... Um hasn't been a a it's a semi-permanent abode i would say so he's only been here for a couple of years um there's a lot of bookshelves and a lot of books uh probably the biggest piece of furniture in the room is like a giant ass desk sorry giant desk up against the up against the wall and there's a ton of books kind of strewn about uh there's definitely like an armoire with all sorts of like Different sorts of uh, materials used for spell casting. He has his bed in the corner, but other than that, it's it's a basement. There's a couple of windows. He doesn't have. He hasn't really like decorated the walls or anything. There's like a carpet, like a rug, and that's about it. There's just a ton of books, books and oh, a he, bed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, so um, you all kind of entering up in this space. You know, gathering up, though, I will warn the others, like, hey, this isn't over. You guys are being shadowed, and Hudrick is going to make a play. So I know we're all kind of congregating here, but we need to get out of here. We need to get a boat. Yeah. This can get moving. Yeah. That is very clearly the truth. Yeah. Told us rightly pointing out, we have no boat. So mm-hmm. any suggestions are welcome. Um Do we mean like a boat boat? Sorry, what what size of boat are we talking? Just for us and on the water, or are we talking like some kind of fancy airship type situation? Well, you know, when it comes to boats, the bigger the better. 
Yes, 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 yes. So they say. Mind you, everywhere where the old lady walks around the house, I want to, like, walk with her, you know what I mean? Like, how when you're, like, a nice young man walking with an old lady, like, have her arm there and tap in her hand and stuff like that the whole time. So, at this point, the rest of you have gathered down, and Jimmy is saying goodbye to, um, not goodbye, but, like, just kind of uh, seeing uh, the grandmother out. Uh, we're going to need a name, by the way. I don't know if Elias, you want to come up with a name, or Internet, you want to come up with a name. Um Maybe I had a name and I forgot. I don't know. But um, so, kid, may I call you kid? (laughs) Um, Yes. So, kid, you have just finished kind of saying thank you very much to the the grandmother. And you turn around and close the door behind you. You're at the top of the stairs and you look down and you've overheard them saying, we need a boat. And you join in the conversation at this point. I would like just to remind you, you have an in. So, fellas, um, as I was saying before, I could probably get you access to a boat. Um, I do have some very deep connections. Um, these connections don't like to see a lot of people, but through me, I can introduce you to them. Hmm. And we could probably find you a boat, ladies and gentlemen. However, sunrise. I just need you to help me get to the place where I need to go to meet said business people. Okay. Gax. Gax. And where exactly would be that place where the people are who you wish to meet? It's the other side oh, of the island. The other side of the island. Um, this this is not. Do we have to get there? Unbeknownst to all of you. Before? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing that out there, Gex. Like isn't this sort of how we went down the path of getting in trouble before? Like, you know. Just thought. Just throwing it we out. We have there. to go through the woods to get there. Crossing islands. Yeah, going across islands has worked ah. out in sort of a midland fashion for us. So far, agreed. Um, yeah, I, I really don't want to leave until morning, as as I, as I have something I need to pick up in town before we go. Um, you don't. I, could... I don't know if you you heard me earlier. <laughs> um, they're planning to ambush you, whether you go back into town or not. Yeah. So. At Eli's grandma's home? They wouldn't. Aren't they going to do it in Beatrice Fruitbottom's house? I mean... They might just wait for us to leave, but we can't stay here long. And they're not going to give you till morning to hang out in town. Like they run the town. Beatrice. Are there any... I'm asking, this is the grandma's name, by the way, Todd. It's of Beatrice. course, yeah, Beatrice Fruitbottom, that is canon. Um, you, uh, you obviously graced this town with your uh, residency for, for quite a long time, and um, I would appeal to your to your wisdom and your knowledge of people to, to advise us. Uh, are there people in this town who are not friendly with that faction? 
Go ahead and uh, roll a persuasion check for me there, Gex. He's middling at persuasion. Today's <laughs> word of the day is middling. You out. could pull a gourd. <laughs> just, just roll you twenty. Could. You could. Oh, it's a fourteen for Gex, unfortunately. Somewhat middling. Um, yeah. A little above average. That's a, so. She looks up at you and says, "I knew you were trouble." <laughs> Hudrick. When I walked in, I well. Hudrick <laughs> is huh, middle management mm. at best. Uh, however, he has enough people that look when you've got sailors waiting their ship in dry dock. They're trouble, and the people in town know this, and they don't want him. But he is known, and after all, his factions look over the seas for us. They protect us, so they're, they're kind or welcome. They are known. They'll be given a certain amount of leeway. I'm afraid, dear giant of a man. Now, you, by the way, are probably the closest in age to Beatrice, Fruit Bottom. Oh, yeah. So she's she's giving a little extra look. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a little something else there. <laughs> yeah, although Kid Kid Jimmy is charming, but not he's charming the bloomers off her. But he's too young for her, and she has actually said that to him like at least twice since you arrived. However, she's oh my god, my lady, I'm any age you want me to be. <laughs> Grandma uh, Beatrice is just like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, oh, goodness. she's getting her pick of the litter. <laughs> Grandma Beatrice is like definite gilf <laughs> material. Anyway, um, <laughs> gilf. So she's she's got you can get a little twinkle in the eye as she's looking at Gex and she's like I'm sorry my dear I believe the port of Bernard may be closed to you you may need to seek your travel elsewhere And again yep. I remind you that accents and their variations is a canon in my game all my characters their accents fluctuate it's the multiverse. Well, I think it's best we head for the hills, boys and girls. Presently? Presently. Yes, presently. But before we do, I'll be back. All right, go ahead and do a <laughs> stealth check <laughs> there, Gex. Well, first thing he's going to do is um, dis disguise the self. All right. Do you have magic for that, or is it just literally? Yeah. Ah, no. nice, nice. Whoops, not quite. Not cast it twice. And um, as whom or what are you planning on disguising yourself? Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's how much of a I can. He's gonna seem about a foot shorter and about a hundred pounds lighter, um, <laughs> and and not a rogue. I mean, not a, not a rogue. <laughs> I am uh, obviously not, not up to skullduggery. Not a, not a glut. <laughs> yeah. 
Ooh. Yeah, while Gex is doing that, uh, Isold will also dip into her bag and start rustling through things, and she'll start bringing out her uh, her costume for uh, <laughs> oh, what's her damn name? What's my alter ego? name shit i have it i just have to find it it's between um, you and your character sheet it's between me <laughs> it is uh the noble phalen magsiller of course immediately you begin to change your clothes you're in the everybody starts playing costume dress up here and gets, <laughs> uh quickly does some spell uh magicking and uh, very quickly disguises himself as um, yeah what would he disguise himself as Shank um, <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of Gex Shank <laughs> yeah just uh, he, he's just like as nondescript as possible like he's mm -hmm. just wearing you know, brown pants, gray tunic, uh, a cape, like just a, you know, like a cloaky capey type of thing. Like, like he's a, no, he's gonna, he's gonna look like, like that, but with, with a twinge of I'm a monk who is coming from the tabernacle. Speaking <laughs> of monk, being <laughs> extremely quiet and just standing next to the lizard folk, you suddenly all see this this uh, this monk that was earlier played by Darcy, um, just quietly kind of taking it all in, who's in with the crowd, and the lizard folk and this person seems to get along just fine, and it's almost like you all just notice they're there. Whoa! What the? <laughs> you did remember this person, like literally like changing their their themselves and mm -hmm. uh, attacking and like standing over Elias and urging Isold to help and like it was it, it was almost like two different beings like that confident calm being and this really quiet like not wallflower but wallflower is is now with you, but it's still the same person. So they are here. They're just really quiet. Oh, by the way, Jay, can you go ahead and roll a D100 for me? A D100? And same oh, thing with Ashina. That's a lot of dice. Mm. I can yeah. hear the classic dice sound right there. Ooh, 40. That's All right. Me. Donnie. 51 for me. And a one. All right. Um, so. 51. Ooh. That could be good for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like this. All right. So, um, Donnie, for 40, you have. Um, let's see. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Donnie. You have, if you want it, Elven Chainmail. Everybody started with an item. Your character could wear it, even if you're not proficient in it. If you want it, it's Chainmail plus one. 
And it's Elven chainmail, so it's pretty swish. I have to pass. All right. I cannot wear metal. Oh, that's fair. Okay. You know what? I do. I do have one item that I actually took. Yeah. Staff of the Woodlands. Sure. You traded. You were like, oh, metal. I'm a. I'm sorry. I don't know what the metal equivalent of vegan is, but you're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't do metal. Do you have anything that's like maybe soy based? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but so you got the staff of the woodlands instead. Jay. Yes. If you don't want me to tell everybody what you have, uh, I don't have to. But ah, screw it. I screw it. Everybody, don't want you to tell everybody, everybody what knows. I have 100%. He, he, tell no one. Tell no one. Just I'll message you. Yes. All right. All right. You have an item, and it really meshes with your build, just by fluke. There you go. Okay. Anyway, I think everybody else. The gods that. have spoken yeah, that I don't believe in. Okay. Well, you uh, your dice roll came up pretty good. So uh, there you go. Forty is good for you. But anyway. Um, so, no, he rolled the one. I oh, rolled well, the 40. whatever. He rolled the 50 when I thought it showed up on my table, and I was like, that's too good. I'm going to give it to you anyway. He would sell his, his grand his grandmother for this item, and uh, maybe Elias's too. But anyway, we'll jump back in a minute. <laughs> All right, hey, so Gex goes padding anything. off into the night to do something. Everyone else is old disguising herself. What other preparations do people want to make knowing? that Hudrick is probably not done with you, and you've got to get across this island escorting people you barely know and a lizard man to boot. What do you want to do to prepare for your journey? Go. Uh, do I get the sense I would that like you're after like this you. lizard man? Sorry, what was that, Ashina? Do I get the sense that they are after this lizard man? You get the sense that all of these people are guarding that lizard man. I will polymorph the lizard man. Well, that only lasts one hour, but okay. I love it. It'll get us out of town or out of this area. Sure. So your plan is to polymorph when the timing works best. I'll let that be flexible. Yes. Um, Talithar, what preparations are you making? Um... Well, he has all his stuff. He has his horse. He has his weapons and armor. He's pretty much ready to go. All right. So you're just... Um, shink, shink. <laughs> sure, yeah, I might... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I, I might cast... No, I won't cast that spell. I need to save the slots. Never mind. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So you're just ready to go at the drop of a hat. All right. You, by the way, you have traveled across part of this island. Um, I will t give you this for free. No dice roll required. You have come across part of this island, and parts of this island are just beautiful. And other parts of this island are, like, swampy, like, total storm. It's, yeah, it's pretty dicey in some places. Um, you got the impression as you were walking, if you cut further inland, the more dicey it gets. And this guy seems to be saying, you're going to go across to the other side. 
So you don't know if you're going to go all the way around, which would take a long while, or straight straight through. Mm -hmm. um, Did we have a short rest at Grandma's? Uh, sure, Would we'll count this counted? as a short rest. And as players, we will take a short break in just a moment. But I want to know what prep Hilda's doing. What are you doing to get ready, Hilda? I, I am definitely going to take out of my pack my cloak. Um, and just sort of arrange it on top of my plate armor by the shoulders. And, you know, just basically prep my weapons, you know, easy access, both the Warhammer and the Axe, Battle Axe. Alright, sounds good. And Elias. He's just gonna rest up. <laughs> Not much else he can do. <laughs> and at one point, um, last time, your grandmother gave you a potion, and you're sure she was taking the piss you know like like she, she was giving giving you a, like family heirloom stuff so i'm gonna give you another roll so go ahead and roll uh you know what i'm gonna let you roll uh one two three four five um, let's roll a d8 oh yay oh my god okay yay. all right that could be Interesting. Now I need you to roll a d100. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it was not yay. 39. Okay then. So, your grandmother comes down and she doesn't she hasn't changed. The rest of you are like gearing up or resting or putting on a disguise. She comes down, and she hasn't changed at all. And for a moment, you're like, wait. And she's got her walking stick, but not like her normal walking stick. She has her fancy walking stick. This thing, you remember being, like, visiting when you were, like, seven years old, and you went to, like, touch this thing because it's beautiful, and it's emitting this heat. And... It, it's like this beautiful, lovely wood carved with this uh, gem at the top. And uh, the particulars I'll leave up to you. But this is her special stick. And she comes walking down the stairs with it. And for a moment, you're just like, oh, no, I'm going to have to convince my grandmama to not come with us. Because, like, her adventuring days are over. And she looks at you as though she's reading your mind, and she's just like, No, you idiot. Your... Your grandfather would have wanted you to have this. Honestly, I told him you'd probably murder yourself with it. But I don't think we have much time left. So go on. Take it. It's yours now. So he grabs it, a little bit teary-eyed, but he's not going to cry in front of his new friends. Um, <laughs> and it's okay, you can show your emotion. <laughs> she squeezes your arm a little bit and gives you this nod. You have a staff of fire. I would go to the doctor Ooh. and get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of penicillin, amoxicillin, I'll clear that right up. 
that's on table H, by the way. That's that is Todd. that is yikes. Todd, it scares me that you knew it was one drug and not the other. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any. I don't know what you're talking about. I was just gotta be specific. All right, so staff of fire, put it in your inventory. Nobody else knows you have that, but uh, you do, and you're just like, "What the hell is this thing?" Um, all right. So meanwhile, the DM is gonna Google it to make sure I didn't give you like a world cracking item. <laughs> Son of a. It's no, it, yeah. It's yeah, very it, nice. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. All right. Um, so she gave it to you, uh, and she turns around and. and she points towards the back, and she's already got lunches made for everybody. Like, she Aww. was making them this morning. I would like to uh, help tidy up while she's doing that. Like, while she's doing that, I'll put on, like, an apron if there's one there, and I'm going to, like, tidy up and, like, wash the dishes <laughs> while she's doing that. Kind and of halfway stuff. through, you feel this pinch on your bottom. <laughs> and this mutter Ooh. as she's walking away by the time you turn. And Jimmy... Uh, you, you, you swear you overheard her say something like, if I was two decades, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And so you've made your preparations. Does anybody else want to do anything else before we... Get ready for the next chapter. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll switch to one like I have my uh, my uh, alter ego for doing this kind of thing is Dirty Frank. So I'm just basically I have some raggedy clothes that I pull on. I have a raggedy cloak. Actually, uh, Jay, I know you didn't yes. want me to tell you, but you don't need any of those things. You just need to adjust Whoa. your take out your favorite cap and put it on. Oh, excellent. So uh, what kind of hat is it? That's up it's to you. It can appear like anything yeah. or nothing. Uh, it's going to be... I'm going to think about that. What kind of hat? Maybe... Hmm, I'm going to think about that. That's fair. Think about that. um, in the meantime... Hat. I think it should have that's a feather in it. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Like that's a little fine. Peter Pan. A little bit of Gord Downey style. Or like... Or the, the more Ooh, small yes, cap. Gord Downey style. That's it. Oh, man. I mean, this is mostly Canadian stream, so we just got to pause for a minute, moment and say, Gord Downman, you are a goddamn national treasure. Thank you so much. But anyway. Soon he will be on the $5 bill. I, I seriously hope so. Like, just remake, get, get rid of, like, some of the previous and just bring in the new. That'd be awesome. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, that. as everyone is getting themselves ready for adventure... We are going to get ourselves ready for a short rest. So, we're going to take, I guess, what, 10 minutes, 15? What do you want? 10's good. 10. All right, so we will return in 10 minutes uh, with, the with the next part. So we'll be back. Thanks very much. Internet, stick around, too. We'll be back. And, uh, uh, yeah, we always welcome your suggestions. So we'll see you soon. All right, we'll be back in 10. Cheers. Okay, 
I think we're gonna come on back. Come on back now, y'all. Get one of the other. Absolutely. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Do 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 do. Uh, we are gonna be playing some Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, let's dive in. The party's been getting ready to flee across country. Um, I'm going to add one more choice for everybody. Um, actually, no, because I didn't actually plan that avenue. So let's just railroad a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll look behind the DM screen here. I was like, wait a minute. I was going to offer them a choice. And then I was like, wait a minute, you fool. Shut up, you fool. You didn't prep that. <laughs> I could full on imp Okay, in the interest of not interest railroading of you. Would you, as a group, prefer to travel across the swampy bit in the middle or up and around past the mountain passes? Mountains. No, yes, Steve. Swamps suck. Why? Okay. Mosquitoes. Wet, nowhere to sleep. I'm at home in the mountains. This, all right, all right, let's see. Let's improvise. And I'm at home. I'm at more home through the swampy area than in mountains. I will, I will not railroad you. What do you want to do as you finish your preparations? The night is fully dark now, and yet you still feel like. Mm. You're, you're, it, it may be difficult to pass unnoticed through the the environment. What do you want to what's do? The, what's the moonlight cover? Is there Are there clouds? Or is it... There is a moon tonight, but it hasn't come up yet. It will be coming up in, you would estimate, about an hour, hour and a half. And uh, it is, it's hard to tell, uh, but general, uh, do a nature check for me there, Hilda. Nature. A three. A three. <laughs> You're pretty sure that this planet has a moon. That's that's about it. <laughs> I think I saw that before. A moon. <laughs> Are you looking for the moon? The dealio is what it can do exactly. Like, what's the parameters on that? On what? Sorry. Oh, your thing. On the fancy hat on your fancy hat um i'm when i describe it everyone will know what it does but they'll just pretend they don't we're all professionals here no, we're not okay. um anyway um it's a it allows you to basically uh change your height up to a foot in either direction you can change your appearance you can uh it does not hold up to touch though so if you make yourself taller a hand would pass right through the face although um and, and vice versa, if you make yourself appear to be shorter, they could reach above your head and, like, clock in the side of the face. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. And it is right. uh, whenever you want. Yeah, well, uh... I, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world anyway, so I'll just try to go... I'll turn into a dwarf. And who's a dwarf in the crew here? Hilda. Hilda, I'm going to turn to her in Dwarfish and say, not bad even for a dwarf in Dwarfish. 
His accent's pretty damn good. Oh, wow. He could have come from Lesfarn or may maybe over towards Grandok. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll respond in Dorvish. Oh my god. Goodness. Well. You, you seem to be a charmer in all sorts of ways. <laughs> all right. Gex. Gonna, oh, sorry, go ahead, Talithar. Yeah, I'm just actually, while people are preparing, we'll introduce myself to, to Lesrin. I'll speak to him in Draconic. Oh, he responds immediately. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is... Uh... Good to see that someone might speak the old tongues. Yes, it's one of the reasons I was sent out to the spines to make contact. Uh, I am going to. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to turn into a draconic guy. Say in draconic. Not bad for a draconic either, and then moon them, and then turn back into the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a small basement. It's hard to have side conversations. He, he was not <laughs> sent with us, obviously. <laughs> and and we do not turns to we do not them. acknowledge this. <laughs> I'm hoping that anybody's like laughing. I'm like. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all this hijinks is happening, introductions and and, and uh, so forth, Gex, you've disguised yourself as best you can, and you, uh, where are you headed? He's he's going to get his armor, regardless of what it takes, even if you have to hide in the guy's basement until it's ready. All right. Um, so <laughs> you paid you, extra. Go ahead uh, and re let's. Okay, so. Gex. Quick little side mission for Gex. Gex, you remember, there was an apartment above the shop. It was probably an owner-operator type situation. You realize that they did offer for doubling or tripling the cost to put extra people on it and get it done in a very short amount of time. So, this is a potential possibility, but they need to know now it is about 11 o'clock at night 10 11 at night what do you want to do yeah so he'll he'll go down there um as sneakily as possible roll a stealth and... check come on give me a give me a high number with my high numbers uh that would be a 27 Oh, damn. Yeah. You you feel relatively unobserved. <laughs> Go ahead and uh you make your way downtown towards the shop that you uh that you visited earlier. And now, what do you want to do? So you're looking at this uh it's actually a three-story place from the outside. Uh, although when you were inside, you realized the the actual um workshop/store we're taking up the first two stories of this building that you could visibly see with like balconies and stuff, but the rest appeared to be pretty, uh, probably uh, housing or storage of some kind. Your bet may be there up there. Yeah. So first thing he's going to do is this case, the whole place to see if he can 
spot the proprietor. Uh, His idea is not to scare, frighten, or upset anyone, but he also wants to kind of get their attention without getting anyone else's attention, right? So Can I get you to do a perception check for me? Yeah. Ooh, nat 20, so 21. So you see him on the balcony, uh, this gnomish fellow that you had a conversation with, um, smoking a pipe on his balcony, kicking his feet up at the end of a long day. Uh, So you absolutely uh, spot him directly. He's up on the third floor of this building, uh, which is pretty far up, but uh, you look around. Now, with a nat 20, I will also give you this. You don't see it near you but you do see a couple of people with cloaks on kind of walking down the street in a relatively abandoned nighttime. Uh, and you it looks like they might be carrying crossbows kind of underneath their cloak, and they meet up with one other person who turned the corner, and it looks like they're kind of having a little conversation over there. They don't appear to have noticed you at all. Um, and it, you're... And with a nat 20, you see underneath their cloak at one point it kind of opens up as they're chatting and you can see the blue leather armor etched with the kind of the bronze or the uh, brown colored edging Uh, these appear to be with Hudrick as they're kind of gathering up and keeping an eye on the town um so going to going to attempt to kind of like get the guy's uh, attention but in order to do it I'm actually going to use um, <clears throat> the minor illusion cantrip sure. to create a sound which will just be my own voice um, saying please come downstairs it is urgent I, I, what? Ow. And he looks over, kind of takes a look around, but uh, if you break your stealth, he, he can see you. If you choose to just stay silent, you can. Uh, I'll look up at him. That's a, that's about all I'll do. And I'll just okay. repeat it like, please come down, it's urgent. I, I can Sure. So after a few minutes, he goes inside, goes down, you hear the... the of various locks and so on uh, and the door opens and he's like I you're here before weren't you what can I do for you I'm still I'm still uh, transformed so he probably won't recognize me oh sorry um, yeah. we're closed come back may, tomorrow I was here before if I, I may so. gnomes <laughs> can see through magic you know uh, so he'll come in and close the door and then drop the illusion and say, I need you to finish my armor right now, and I'll pay you what I need to pay you. Well, that's going to be the overtime. Do a persuasion check, and if you're willing to pay, it was about 100 gold. If, you, if you're willing to double, triple, quadruple, that could affect whether you have an advantage now. So you decide how much you want to pay him. Uh, you know, he'll offer, um, he'll offer to pay double first, because that's kind of a common thing to say. Okay. Um, 
So go ahead and roll persuasion. Um, 15. You're gonna come in, like, interrupt my evening and offer me to get extra work for not even as much as I can do to wake up my boys. I'm sorry. Friend, we have to start our haggling somewhere. What would it take for you to pull your team together? You have me here. I will stand for the fitting as long as you need. What will it take? Triple? Five. Five. To <laughs> see how much I know he has that much gold, but uh, <laughs> how about how about four hundred? Four hundred. You have the material. I'm paying you for nothing but labor, and uh, if you fit me out well, I will let you keep the remnants to adorn any other armor. Roll the other half of the advantage. The DC <laughs> is a bit higher. Yeah, it's 14. I'm a very busy gnome. Five okay. is my price. You drive a hard bargain. Five what? it is. But it's tonight. Tonight? Sure. Wake up, Tom! And he goes yelling all his... Gets all his crew and he begins to, like, the whole workshop, the fire, the lanterns get lit and they begin, um, some of the gnomes get lit and it, they begin to work overtime into the night, uh, on your armor in an attempt to get you ready for presumably ASAP. All right. Gex took off somewhere. Everybody else is hanging out in Elias's, um, yeah, like, I guess we would probably chat like we're not staying all night. <laughs> like I'd probably kind of ask his old like where's your friend <laughs> he just does his own thing he yeah he has this habit <laughs> of just disappearing I don't think I was maybe I, I was clear with him I don't think he really understood it that you guys are being hunted now right and they're gonna come and kill you like dozens and dozens and dozens try. of them, but there's a lot of them. We we should really be going, right? Well, we we Rather are. Than Gex, Gex is already gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there a way for him to be able to catch up with us, or are you able to communicate with him? Do you have like a ascending stone? Is he a good mm. tracker? No, that's what he uses me for. <laughs> because we're we're literally sitting here like sitting ducks right now. So I mean, it was yeah. nice to kind of spend about an hour to get ready, but like, we're not. Like, oh yeah, you've all spent a short rest if you wanted. Yeah, like a moment to catch our breath, but like we we can't be staying here. He he made no mention of how long he'd be. No. Mm -mm. Can I get a perception Anybody? check from two people in the group? I can try to perceive. 
A wisdom I, check? Perception. Uh, perception. I can do... Perception? I've got an okay perception. Oops, wrong one. Wrong one. Oh, oh somebody already and did. And Hilda. You're what? having a conversation, Nizzle. I guess you're a little busy. I guess so. Yeah, I guess we are. Um, Hilda. 24 sound. Hilda, do you have that thing that sometimes can do that message thingy? You know, where you use your magic and you send a message to somebody and they can send a message back? I I don't believe my paladin skills or my med school skills can get oh. me that far. Uh, they did not teach telepathy in med school. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Nobody uh, has that, huh? I have zone of truth. That's all I got. <laughs> I can make the bitch tell the truth. <laughs> I mean, you do. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn to Eli. Like, maybe you can leave a message with your grandmother, but like, unless she's getting back very shortly, we need to leave. Maybe my grandma might have something. Yeah. Hey. She walks in. Maybe at that, at that point, she's got a plate full of scones. <gasps> Let's go. Oh, everyone! You put all down naturally take one, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll just raise it. Um, thank you for your hospitality. We don't want to linger, and I'm sure you already know why. Can you? Would you, by chance, be able to send a message to uh, our uh, our compatriots who's run off that <laughs> we that we're leaving now? I could probably get. Something over to him. Perfect. Where shall I tell him? Are you heading by mountains or by down through the center? The swamp? What would you recommend? Hmm. Give me that. She leans over and takes your plate. Hmm. And she's like, uh, looks at it. And you can see her, she kind of picks up this little half-eaten bit of scone that, uh, uh, let's say, uh, Hilda's just about to finish. She takes a little chunk of it. And then she crumbles it in her hand over the plate and then just studies the plate for a while. Like, it gets quiet, and she's staring at this plate for quite a while, and she's like, I'm afraid the pass, the mountains, are quite blocked. At this time, I wouldn't go that way, if I were you. Unless you happen to like giants. No, I don't really care for them at the moment the other um, way is darker harder to tell but there is a glimmer I'll just turn to the rest of you I was originally going to say mountains but with what uh, Beatrice is saying it might be better to go the direct path more risky but 
Grandma's usually right about these things, so I kind of second. Done. It. Let's go. <laughs> and we're off. And so you all pack up your things, and Elias, as you're saying goodbye, she whispers into your ear and says, Remember not to raise a fuss. Be quiet. And you may yet make it. Good luck, dear boy. Now give Gram Gram's love. And she, he hugs her and kisses her and quickly goes, I love you. And then just kind of <laughs> walks my away. Are, my friends are watching. <laughs> it's right. okay. We watch you almost die. You can see I love you to your grand grand. I mean, you probably <laughs> crapped yourself when that happened. I'm just saying, like, that was your first impression. Knowing a little bit about uh, physiology, maybe half elves are the other. <laughs> they, maybe they don't, but and most people do. Anyway, all right. So you all pack up, you get ready. Uh, I'm going to need you to make your preparations and make your stealth checks as Gex is busy being pincushioned, literally, by some of these gnomes. Oh. Is yep, that's uh... right. <laughs> I am going to say, Gex, you take a point of damage. How far out of town do we need to get before I cast, cast two spells? If if you're trying to help this being stealthy to leave the town, you probably want to make yeah. that happen sooner rather than later. Cast without a trace. Okay, that's definitely good news for Elias, who rolled a plus four. Ten, plus ten to all rolls. Four, 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 four. Oh, whoa, whoa. 24 Stealth? for me. For stealth? Damn. I don't... Yeah. Do I shoot that? Hilda That's is 10. the quietest damn dwarf with 29 <laughs> or 28. The quietest friggin' paladin. Yeah. 20. Frank, Frank. Oh, actually, 20. sorry, 20. I forgot. Hilda, you roll with disadvantage, I think? Unless you've got uh, a magic Yeah, item. but after, after the... Uh, oh, I roll with disadvantage. Yeah, so just roll again. Sorry, Hilda. No. Thirteen total? Or add ten? Yeah, I, I rolled a three. Oh, so oh she was the stealthiest. I was, I am I still was. here with a fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a paladin contest? <laughs> who can, can, the, who can clank the quietest? Uh, <laughs> I'm up there with you, Gordon. I'm at a 24 as well. Nice. No, I was a 24, but I'm disadvantaged, so I'm 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm the loud or the quietest. Quick, you got Jimmy, who's just I like a, a freaking ghost. What did you get there, Jimmy? Well, we we're a plus 10. Yeah, is that right? Yep. So that would be nice. Nice. I did not roll great. Yeah. Wow, that's that's surprising. But you know, I'm disguised as a dwarf right now, so he's not particularly looking to be too quiet anyway. He's <laughs> He's in character. He's brash. Fair enough. And somewhere there's a stealthy dwarf who's like, that's racist. No. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. All right. So you guys uh, are middling your way out of town uh, ahead of Gex. And uh, I will also need two of you to helm another perception check. I don't I'll give I got one. one. I don't want to touch my perception. I can, I can do perception if you want. 
There's a 21. Man. Whoa. Ashina, Asimar Druid, steps out into the night and breathes in and just opens your eyes and lets it all pour in. Ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> Ashina. You got such a lovely description for Ashina. And then just And so you step out and you immediately track that there's a couple of people watching from one side of the house, but Elias quickly points out you can sneak out and kind of go through a back path that he used to play on as a kid and like now like you can cut through there and they won't see you. So you get ready to turn around and Izzold steps out into like a pile of horse dung and like swears loudly. Um, and now good news is it doesn't appear that those two have noticed Isold as you kind of quiet her down and turn her around and take all the rest of the stomping dwarves and usher them towards the back uh, as you make your way out of town. Um, you do happen I to I will pick also up... cast, now that I know we're needed here, I will also cast polymorph on our lizard friend. Now, a quick side note. That is a concentration spell, and so is Pass Without Trace. So you kind of have to pick one or the other. Pass Without Trace came from the staff. Oh. Well, okay then. Never you mind. It will just last its full duration. So, there you go. So the one hour lizard, each. What would you like to turn your lizard folk companion Lesran into? A human librarian. Why can I not taste the air? <laughs> Look at you your hand. Me? Look at your hand. <gasps> I'm hideous. <laughs> Tell me. This is Nobody not... will see you now. I certainly hope not. And so he's a little bit shocked, but he... Let us move! All right, and he rolled a five on his uh, DC just for the, the rules lawyers, so he failed his save. So he definitely still polymorphed, even though you didn't mention it to him. Um, but anyway, so you guys are busy making your way out of town. Everything's going pretty well. Uh, for 21... I will say this, Ashina, every once in a while you catch the glimpse and as the moon begins to rise, like just on the edge, you catch the glimpse of a large white flying creature circling over the house. Um, over grandma's house? Over grandma's house, but it seems to continue that circle as you move further away. It might see you, but... Large? It, from this distance, it looks quite small, but you recognize this. You're a druid. You get this for free. It's basically a large albatross, and they. Okay. it's weird that they're flying at this time of night, and you get that feeling like that's no regular creature. But it does not appear to have seen you as the rest of the party moves away, even in the plate mail, as you all clank your way down the street. Thank God that thing is rolling with disadvantage because it does not have dark vision so you've managed to slip away from grandma's and are headed out into the woods um I'm all right 
you spend the next little while traveling. It's all, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all relatively quiet as you kind of follow along. I'm going to need two people or one person with advantage to helm a survival check to make sure you don't get totally lost. I got this. Oh, do you want me to give you advantage or do you want to... Uh... Need to use mine as well. Actually, I'm going to say Jimmy has to be somebody to roll it. Okay. Because he's the one who knows the where you're headed. Right. Okay. I unfortunately have shitty survival. <laughs> Can I give him part of my blood hunter survival? <laughs> the 22 will help offset. I'll take an average between the two. 10 total. All right, that's not bad. You okay. you okay. kind of lose your way at one point, and Ashina kind of steers you uh, a, a little bit uh, away from kind of one area, but you be, you're making your way out of town pretty successfully. Uh, after about probably uh, an hour, hour and a half, the um, uh, uh, we'll we'll go over how to roll and roll twenty a little bit later. But the short version is there's a d twenty icon on the left and I don't know if I can show that and you can click on that and roll whatever size dice you want that's probably the easiest if you have your character sheet in there you can type it all in and, and then just hit the skill and it'll roll for you but I believe you when you're rolling the table <laughs> for some reason you roll all 20s and unless you're Gordon <laughs> I will not believe that <laughs> alright um, so you travel for the better part of an hour Coming up on two hours now with no sign of pursuit. The the pass without trace fades and you clank your way off into the wilderness. Um, those who are... As does his uh, polymorph. Yeah, after a while. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you, it wasn't permanent. It was just to get us out of town safely. Good. <laughs> I don't think he much liked being human. Who would? <laughs> I do. You, you got me there, sir. You got me there. And he looks at you and he's like, yes, you would. Arrogant species. Inferior in all ways. But sometimes wise enough to know when to call upon superiors. It's a shitty short life when you're a human. Let me say I... Jesus. And there we see some serious bigotry from your lizard folk friend. That was very much on purpose. Anyway, um, so after about an hour and a half, Gex, you get this tickle beside your left ear and the gnome's like you're going to need to hold still and you're like what and you go to scratch it and he's like don't move and then this tickling sensation just right next to your ear and then you, you kind of have to fight down the urge to slap this as your arms are out and they're literally sewing you into this thing um and after a moment you realize this moth has landed right next to your left earlobe. And then it begins to whisper to you. Uh, your friends have left. 
You do not want to take long. They are headed into the swamp. Good luck. And if you come back this way, shake your sweet ass over to Granny's. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Just had a funny thought. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. And the moth bites your earlobe. <laughs> oh, Can Granny. You saucy old lady. Have, like, I'm sorry. What was that, Jay? Don't don't moths have straw noses? Like it's true. Gonna... It's, it, it's just for flavor. Just nuzzling. <laughs> if a moth a could just play. chomp on an earlobe just enough, it would. <laughs> if a moth could only, and then the moth flutters off and and goes away. All right. So, you know where they're headed. Unless you want to do something else, I'm going to get everybody who's on the road again uh, to roll a perception check and let me know how you do. Just to let everybody know in the party, I do have probably the higher wisdom. I am good at most of your perceptions and stuff. I don't know. I think the divination wizard with the 26 might have you. Oh, I'm, I'm at... Oh, oh, I failed one. Oh, oh, you just oh dude, you called it. You've called that down one. upon <laughs> you. So the What's druid that? literally turns to everybody and says, you know, I've got this. And you turn and, uh, <laughs> Donnie, I need you to do a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, I love it when the dice tell the story. Dexterity saving throw? Dexterity saving throw. Uh, do, 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 do. Is that there? That's not a saving throw. How do I do that? Uh, On your left. I don't believe druids are proficient in dex saves. I could be, be wrong like about that. Top corner ball. Yeah, it's on uh, the top oh, left corner. Hold on, still. All right, so the nat one meant you arrogantly turned confidently okay, strode off. Okay, next is 15. All right. That is actually a tie. So I'm going to get you to roll. Oh. I'll, I'll roll a D. I'll roll a D20. You roll a D20. We'll, we'll do rollies to see who wins. <laughs> You're going to win. I just rolled a five. <laughs> All right. So. Um... Couple things. First of all, you got a nat one on that, so you just turn and walk confidently off in this one direction that you're you're sure is the way. Um, Gordon, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Talithar, you're gonna be failing, uh, or is that a perception check? No, that was. It's just a perception check. Right. So you're you're you don't notice anything particular. No. Um, and... uh, I got a twenty four on my perception check. Okay, so you notice it as you're like, <gasps> and you start to point something out as uh, Ashina turns and overconfidently turns uh, and takes a step into what looks like a clearing. It's just like a field. Like, in, it's dark, the trees kind of have a pause, and it lo just looks like grass. And Ashina takes a step in, and you're just like, oh, as everybody else is like, sees a slight ripple amongst the grass. 
and Ashina steps in and in up to your shoulders in this mucky swamp, like pseudo, it, it, it's basically quicksand. Now you haven't gone under, but you're in it up to your shoulders. Bummer. It was going to be <laughs> legit Bummer. lightning and sand if you didn't pass the save. But everybody else sees this just in time as Ashina goes in up to her up to her shoulders with this, uh, just coated in this yeah, thick... Yeah, I'm going to throw her a rope. Nice. Talthar yes. and the rest of you brace, and Ashina gets pulled out. No contest, you all help. Um, and, but it does slow you down as you now have to pick your way more carefully through the forest, watching for this. As another hour goes by, it's slow going. Uh, Talathar, your horse isn't much use in this environment. You're leading it for as long as you can, but I don't know if you want to dismiss it or, or keep it. That's up to you. Um, I mean, I don't even need to lead it. It can just follow okay. like very close by because we have a telepathic bond. Fair. So okay. I'm I'm not going to ride it, but I'm we're just going to, you know, and I'm kind of staying kind of close to the center of the group. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, let's let's see the walking order. Oh, Actually, no reason. I'm just going to move you to a new map. What? That's not <laughs> ominous at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, quite, quite. And it's also mostly black. <laughs> mostly. And Gex, unfortunately, is not with you at the time. Um, anyone who's human, you would definitely feel more comfortable with a light source. It is dark enough you would want one, or you're going to be doing everything at disadvantage. You don't want to spark up a torch? I turned into an elf. Would that mean that I had elf? Uh, no. Unfortunately, no. It's just appearance yeah, yeah, only. Yeah. I do have dark vision. Mm-hmm. I will be doing the, um, does anybody mind if I carry, like, a torch of some kind? I don't even think I really have a torch, because I have a burglar's pack. You can get it for free, it's fine. I, mean, I got our, a better idea. With the burglar's pack, you have a hooded lantern. Yeah. Put, a, put a hand on somebody's me. shoulder. Do not put light out. You'll sure attract so. attention. Yeah, even if anybody wants to tie a rope around their waist with me. That's sure. as well. I mean, you could just have a hand on the horse as well. Could ride the horse. If if you need someone of similar stature, I am a dwarf. That's a good idea. I can walk with your horse. All right. <laughs> like it's just going to be like telepathically, like walking within a, about ten feet of me. Nice. Yes, so we don't want lights. You're walking in so. the dark. Uh, I'm going to say probably Ashina is towards the front. Yeah. Uh, but go yeah. ahead and pick I, your I'll, horse. Like, just hang on to the horse's ride. Sure. I'm going to hang toward the back, kind of keeping an eye out for Gex. Fair enough. So we'll put you at the back. I, uh, empty I Wisdom is going to be just in front of you, Izzel, and uh, along yeah. with Lesrin. If I can frickin' find Lesrin. I, I, I think I would follow in the front. 
Because I also have dark vision. Nice. All right. So yeah. Towards the front. Yeah. All right. So Lesrin and Empty Wisdom are going to be second to last with Izzled taking up the back. Uh, Elias somewhere in the middle, then Hilda, uh, Talithar right smack in the middle, and then Ashina out front. Is that all track? Damn it. I'm trying to get this thing to hold still. Right. <laughs> no worries. All right, so you're making your way through, and um, the first thing you notice is at first you think it's fireflies. And then, and then the fireflies kind of it's it, it's too concentrated. There's that same kind of flicker pattern, but instead of randomly distributed around, it's almost like they're concentrated in like a, a a one. There are fireflies elsewhere, but you see this concentrated cluster of what appear to be fireflies, and then as you get a little bit closer, it's this slow pulse of of dim very dim light ahead. That's what you can make out. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to do Divine Sense. Remind me uh, what things Divine Sense picks up on. Divine Sense will pick up on things such as... Good and evil. Detecting anything that's good or evil? Um, it picks up Strong evil registers to the end of turn. I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover. I glow like a lantern to you. <laughs> celestial. I know the type. Celestial, celestial fiend or undead blood. of any being, but not its identity. Yeah, celestial fiend or undead. Perfect. So, Ashina, the druid in front of you, has this sparkle around her. In your vision, um, she definitely has a uh, celestial connection. It's not as though she is fully a celestial being, but her, her granddaddy was one, or her father, or something like that. Like, there's a very direct lineage link there. Um, otherwise, it's it's relatively clear, and you get the feeling out in the forest of a. Beyond your half-elf vision, you get an ominous sense, and you're not sure why. But in the immediate vicinity, 60 feet, maybe even longer, there's nothing. In fact, there's something about the way the insects sound and the, and the breeze. It's, License, it's relaxing. This seems quiet and oddly peaceful. Do I sense Fey around me? Um, go ahead and do. Do you have an ability for that, or you just want to do a perception check? I just want to do a perception check sure. on it because I am familiar with the Fey, being of the woodlands. Sure. Go ahead and roll a perception check. By the way, Gex, your armor is finished. You're a while behind your your pals, but you have a pretty good idea of where they're going. Can I get a survival check from you while we're doing this? 
Um, yeah, there was something I wanted to talk to you about in regards to the armor that he wants to do, but kind of has to be as an aside. Sure. Um, so, so we can just kind of like do it, retcon it, if you'll yeah, we'll, allow we'll, it. We'll flash back to that. If not, if not, it's fine. So, um, uh, so stealth check? Uh, survival. Or survival check. I'm assuming as a rogue, you can kind of buy stealth checks for the most part. Yeah, they're still fun to roll. They are. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Okay. Um, uh, 19. Oh, that's low. Nice. For him. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> You've done better in your younger days. You're not Gordon. No. That's, that's a nat 9 for him. And how'd you do on the survival check? Uh, nine survival. It slows you down. And at one point you have to go to the grandma's house and ask specifically. Um, and she answers the door and uh, mutters something about didn't expect to see you so soon. And she's in her <laughs> nightgown. Oh yeah, definitely. That's kind of lacy. It's kind of lacy. It's kind of. <laughs> it was probably once nice, but now it's like not sheer quite. and tattered. It was made for a slightly taller woman. He'll he'll just be like, be interested. Well then, I see you got my message. I'm tempted not to want to leave town. Are you going to come answer the door like this for me? Oh. I don't know if I can tear myself away, but listen, you have to tell me. Did they go to the swamp or did they go to the mountain? They went to the swamp. And if I if I were to take that way or a different way, what what path would I follow if I were to go through the mountain? Well, come in, I'll draw you a map. That would be fantastic. You you step in. There's two cups of tea already steaming on the on the side of the couch that would normally be plastic wrapped. And she actually motions and taps the couch for you to have a seat. Oh, Elias, oh, if you were there, you'd be pissed because you've never sat <laughs> on that couch in your life. Grandma, so grandma sit down and like cross the leg and lean back a little bit. Just kind of like <laughs> we might flash back, but she she draws a map and other stuff, uh, and you get root. Um, <laughs> anything could be dirty out of Todd's. <laughs> She'll draw a map for you, let you sit on the plastic covered couch. <laughs> She's going to show you exactly why it's covered in plastic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Eli, what? cover your ears. You might spill the, spill the tea. What? <laughs> Apparently it's true. Anything out of my mouth can't be too It's my superpower, okay? <clears throat> okay. All right, so... Beatrice, I, I hear tell there are giants in those mountains. Mm-hmm. Have you been reading my notes? <laughs> you said it out loud. Um, do you uh, 
can you can you indicate on that map where one might find them or or if one desires one might avoid them she points out absolutely she circles it and she says there's usually some that live up here they don't bother us down this far south but we're not trying to travel through mm-hmm. at certain times of year they they get up to some sport it's not a good idea for us little folk to make our way that way when such things are afoot mm-hmm. well my dear if there's one thing I am not it is a small person <laughs> anyway, so tell. And cut back to the other crew. Um so you're looking at this cl- somewhat clearing. There's definitely a scattering of trees, but it's the ground is now spongy and all of you have have wet boots no matter where which path you try to take. It's just unfortunately just saturated. And so after a time, you all get a soaker at some point. And uh, so you're standing in this kind of spongy, semi-open area as there's various trees spread around. And you're looking into this area, and you can see there's a tree where different sections of it seem to have this slight, very slow pulsing glow ahead of you. What do you want to do? Walk up and touch it. Who said that? <laughs> I'm going to walk up and touch it. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, overviewing. <laughs> Ashina, you walk boldly, quietly, peacefully forward. And of all the rest of the people, believe it or not, empty wisdom is only two steps behind you. As the rest hang back and aren't really sure what to make of it, Ashina steps forward and reaches up. In the dim light, you can see this tree has these massive... its I call it a tree, but it's more like vines that have grown up and up and twisting and piling on each other to a great height, almost that of a, of a small tree. Um, amongst these vines, you see these oversized blossoms ever so slightly glowing with faint light and you reach up and you touch one of them and the blossom opens to a small plants oh sure you want to cast that yep all right you begin to to reach out towards this and speaking with plants is I mean, we'll obviously speak because meaning is conveyed, but it's not usually done outwardly. It's done with movements and sense and... and, That's uh, why the touch. Exactly. So as this blossom opens inside, and all of you see this even at a distance, you see what amounts to being a slightly irregular, bulbous, bumpy, almost balloon-like structure glowing from within and yet still rather opaque with these twisted white overlapping leaves like um, 
uh, some of those plants with like the bulbs where the leaves tightly knit together to form a, a loose spherical shape. But as you need not harm us, we are coming and passing peacefully. We are not here to harm you. Son. Be. Well. May the sun light your way. The plant seems to be giving you permission to pass. And as it goes, you kind of pull your hand back and the blossom which has opened and this bulbous bloom within breaks off and you expect it to plummet towards the ground but instead it just kind of moves almost imperceptibly slowly towards you just trailing along almost on the As you reach out and you take this floating blossom. Gent gently. Very gently. It's almost like ushering a bubble. You don't need to grasp it. You're just encouraging it to move. Now, it doesn't burst, but it just guides along and floats with you, gently illuminating. You have a, a very gentle glow, probably a 10-foot radius, maybe less, in your vicinity. And what it's, color? It's kind of this pulsing back and forth between a blue and a slightly almost white just within as though there's several different points within that are glowing in various um, in various combinations that are, it almost belies a pattern and it, just about an intelligence. But you get this overwhelming sense I will just continue to walk with it in the direction that we were headed. And over time, it almost, you only need to nudge it every once in a while. It just kind of, the momentum of it will almost by itself keep itself even with you as you begin to walk. And the I will rest. ask it to guide us the safest path through. And it, it occasionally kind of pulses left or right. And you get this very quiet background hum and some of the rest of you kind of the the lights and the glow kind of cast off some of the darker shadows it's not that you can see better but you feel better everybody follow me and please do not venture off of the path right I am at home I am at home in the woods. <laughs> All right. I'm going to need... Um, can I get everyone to do a dexterity saving throw, please? With advantage. Me inclusive? Yep. Ooh, how did I do that? That'd before? be a nap 20, my friends. Is awesome. Just... Kicking it in the um, <laughs> that's amazing. <gasps> Gordon, what happened? Are you, are you okay? 
You do have advantage, <laughs> just so you know. What's that? that? You do you have advantage. Do that advantage. with advantage, oh, that's buddy. With advantage. Yeah, it's with advantage. I rolled the same number. <laughs> the spell has been broken. I did two. Twice in a row. All right. So, <clears throat> Isold obviously passes with a nat 20, total 26. Um, Elias, with a 15, you pass as you step and skirt some of this, the the patches of the grass that you, you as passing and having seen uh, uh, Ashina go in up to her, to her shoulders, um, you begin to recognize the sections of the swamp that are basically quicksand. And you begin to wind your way through. Now it is very slow going, but you begin, now on the map, obviously, we're, we're actually traveling a greater distance than is shown on the map. But um, you begin to wind your way through this swamp. And uh, over, after the next little while, so Elias, you're totally fine. Uh, how did you do there, kid? Kid Jimmy? With a is Jay frozen? Is he gonna? Yeah, I am. Uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. You mm -hmm. also easily yeah. pick your way. You're walking along the stumps to I'm keep your boots as dry as possible. With the horse. Oh yeah, you're you're with the horse. You're on a horse. The horse is helping me out. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and you're helping the horse. Uh, and where is? Uh, how'd you do there, Timely? Um, roll the 21. 21. You are also stepping uh, stepping through no issue whatsoever. Uh, and then Talithar. Do we, do we each get aura protection right now or no? <laughs> um, I mean, technically, yes, you would have plus whatever to that save. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to save Gordon rolled threes. Oh. Dual threes oh. for a total of eight is just... I mean, it would be 12, <laughs> maybe, arguably 16, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't stack, so yeah, it's a fail. So as you wind your way through the swamp, uh, everything's coming up Millhouse, but you come up on this, and this is the problem. As you cross through this one section, there's all these moss-hung trees along the way. Um, and then you see this beautiful tree, Talithar, and it actually reminds you of, like, this blossom tree that you had back in uh, uh, all the, one of the towns that, that you visited with your old companion. And for that heartbeat, it kind of distracted you, pulled your head out of the game, and you step a little bit off the path that everybody else is going. And even your horse is like, whoa, dude, what, did, what are you doing? Um, but it's too late. As your foot goes into one of these pits and you go down and just... And all the rest that anybody else sees is like the top of your helm disappearing into this muck. What do you want to do? Anyone? Get the rope. Uh, yeah. And I can I make a diving save? See yes, if I can. I didn't dive. see him do it. <laughs> I, didn't it. I didn't see it happen. Alright, so Ashina, empty wisdom, Elias, uh, you're all a bit too far. Well, Elias, you might be close enough. Uh, Hilda, 
Elias and Jimmy are going to be the best people to react right now. So what do you want to do? Um, uh, we still have... Do I also have to roll a perception to see if that happened? Or um, I think it's fairly clear. It's just... Fairly clear. You hear I the sucking that. sound and, and this... Okay. Um, I am going to try and sort of like slide to ex like kind of expand my body weight across a greater surface area so this way I don't just have like one point of pressure on this what seems to be quicksand and try to reach out in the same area that Talifar okay. disappeared into. Can I get you to do a let's do an athletics check for that that sounds fairly athletic of athletic. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> Grandma was beating off a giant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Hey, what happens at, at the Fruit Bottom House stays at the Fruit Bottom House. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that Granny was wise to have plastic on the couch. Um, <laughs> All right, like, you don't want to sit on that couch. You don't want to sit. It'll squeegee. It's all good. Um, Twelve. So unfortunately, Hilda, you you spread yourself out and you try to reach, but unfortunately, um, you get kind of getting up to your elbow, and and then as you realize the ground, the edges of where the ground is stable, you get a little closer, and you kind of reach your arm in, but unfortunately. Um, you don't seem to feel him underneath there. Either he's too far away or he's too far down, one of the two. Um, there are these short dwarf arms. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to toss some rope. Sure. See if, yeah. Wait, I thought that was, uh, I thought your grandma was throwing rope. No. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Anyhooski. Uh, so you go ahead and do uh, what's a rope toss throw? I'm going to count that as either acrobatics or athletics. Go ahead and make your roll. 11. Cool. All right. So you throw the rope, and Hilda can grab it to help pass it on, but unfortunately it kind of floats on the surface for a bit, and it's only slowly sinking in, so you're like, ah! So it didn't seem to reach underneath. Um, okay. I'm right. going to pull it out and tie it around my waist and dive in. All right. Jimmy, I'm going to get you to, you to do an athletics check, or, yeah, I'd say athletics or acrobatics. Um, well, I will defer to acrobatics then. Uh, 18. Damn. All right, so you quickly tie the other end, and Hilda gets the message at the very last second as you're about to dive in, and she's like, what? <gasps> and grabs onto the rope that's right next to her. Elias is bracing. Everyone else has now finally really noticed like really, what's going on. Um, I'm trying to be, like, as long as I can, so I, like, go deep and far as I can, as fast as I can. Nice. All right. So, with your dive, you 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 you're, you're basically wesleying it, uh, just right in. 
Um, anybody get the reference? Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so you go diving in, and this, and it's still after a few moments of ripples. And then <gasps> up bursts. You see Talithar's gauntleted hand come pulling up and then uh, his face and he's all covered in this thick, viscous swamp water. Um, as he begins to pull himself up, you pass Wait. the rope. Um, uh, I'm going to say, Talithar, please do a uh, athletics check. Sure. With advantage, actually, because he, um, Jimmy got you the rope. All right, give me another one. 15. 15. All right, 15 is enough. <gasps> you pull yourself along with the rope, and after you emerge a few seconds later, up comes Jimmy, just totally covered in the muck. Um, you're, I'm going to say your, your disguise is temporarily off as you are yourself again. Uh, your hat slipped briefly, but you caught it. You didn't lose it. And you pull yourselves up from the muck and sit panting on the edge of this uh, of this pitfall of the quicksand, uh, kind of catching your breath, and everyone else is paused. I, like, thanks. take off my Yeah, good job, thanks. Imprint of the glasses on my head where it's clean, it's like... <sighs> you did right. good there. I was almost forced to fly. I'm sure you'll have a chance to return the favor. Um, what's your passive perception there, Ashina? Or Elias? 17? 17? Same thing. Both of you. You're taking this in and grateful that your companions, for their quick action, um, and you're kind of empty wisdom pats Elias on the, on the shoulder, uh, just gives a quick nod of Thanks for your part in that rescue. Um, and a few seconds later, you notice that the light pattern on the... Orb? So on the orb that you have next to you has changed. And it's, it's getting a little faster. And it's trying to nudge out back the way you came a little bit. Um, I'm going to say you're right on the tail end of your speak with plants I, uh, it's been a while traveling through uh what do you want to what do you want to do with that information there ashina or I ask it danger sense are you trying to tell me there's danger yes yes okay we need to reroute just a little bit Shh. and and the uh the orb begins to float up out of your hand into the sky and and gets high enough up that the dim glow is a little hard to pick out amongst the rest of it. I'll recast Speak with Plants. Um, actually, you're about to do that. Uh, what do you? What does everybody else want to do? And you've been told that something is happening, something's going on. What do you want to do? 
Hold on to the horse. <laughs> so you climb back onto the horse? What are we doing, Elias? Uh, are Hilda and... Uh, sorry, Gordon's character, like, standing up? Altar. Yeah. Altar, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, okay. they're standing yeah. up. She's only mucky and up to her arm. Uh, she's back and ready, uh, ready to rock. And uh, Gordon is head to toe, just slime and plate mail and shiny and... Uh, I'm just gonna ready a spell in case something attacks. Sure, you kind of cast your eyes around, looking around. Um, Izzled, you were watching the back. I'm gonna get you to do a perception check for me. Alright, would this one be with advantage? Or no? No. I don't have advantage just on that. Just regular this time, sorry. Yeah. 23. Nice. 23. She's back, people. I'm ready to perceive. There's <laughs> something out there behind you. Someone. Humanoid. Coming through the woods behind you. There. Large? You point, and you can see a spot where a head just kind of comes around a corner from a, a tree just behind you. And then a, a larger figure steps into view. And in walks a visibly sweaty and rather tired Gex. About time you lazy ass join us. Is that grandma with you? He's sweaty, smelly. He's been trumpet, like booking it through the forest. And I'm going to say, in order to catch up, just mechanically, you had to push yourself pretty hard. Or maybe you've been up to other things that have pushed you pretty hard. <laughs> but regardless. You have a point of exhaustion. <laughs> Go, Grandma. Uh, she's old, but she knows stuff. Anyway, um, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Gex, you have a point of exhaustion. That was why—that's the price you pay for trying to catch up in a hurry. Well, uh, you walk up. Something completely different, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, now you've exhausted me. <laughs> Just one point of exhaustion. You're all good. Okay. All right, so you've caught up with the rest. You can kind of take in what's going on. You can all... So half the party is looking around carefully and Izzled's giving you giving you crap for coming up, uh, uh, coming up the rear late. Again! No. Mm. <laughs> God damn it, Todd. Sorry, guys. I, I listen, when I got out of the um, when I got out of the armor, I mean I wasn't planning on staying there as long as I did, but I, I, I had to ask them to do something a little extra. So we'll, we'll we'll see if it works out with the GM after. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I came out, um, I could see a couple of those you know, what's, what's his name? Who, Jack? 
Hoodrick's men? Hoodrick's men. A couple of those, uh, you know, blue armored goofballs having a look around for me. So I swung back by Grandma's place. Nice lady. Had to draw me a map. Had to do a little bit of uh, misleading leading, as it were. Ran up down the path to the mountains. Did a little bit of uh, stealthy disappearing. Doubled back several times. Here I am. It's like you guys have been swimming. Good job. Hilda, I'm going to say you're probably the closest. Mm-hmm. The pit of where the Talithar had fallen into? Bubbles. Uh-huh. Keep popping up. And then a bigger one. Mm. And then the whole thing sinks in. And keeps sinking. The whole oh. thing begins to drain. And there is now a darkened hit about 12 feet across or so irregular shape kind of in amongst pretty close to where you guys are standing and it mm. just drains out the bottom sucking up all the water out of the area then <laughs> I, I don't know um come here like that sort of crap doesn't happen in the mountains <laughs> Swamp is magical. It's, so it's natural. It's called a sinkhole. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Does it fill up with anything else? Humans, if they fall in. Does it? Does it reveal anything? I'm gonna say. Point of order, Talithar. You're kind of upset right now. I mean, you managed to come through unscathed. Um. And I don't know if you regularly wear a helm. Um, I mean, sometimes. Well, <laughs> you won't be right now, because in that ordeal of being in, when you climbed out, in the muck and the, the wrestling to get out, your helm slipped off your head and got lost inside. And unfortunately... Now you look down and you can actually see as the pit begins to drain, you see it wedged like almost a good 18, 20 feet down. At the, It seems to be stuck in the muck and sliding towards uh, kind of the pucker at the base of this. Um, and you can see it teetering on the edge. You've got a few seconds. What do you want to do? It's like 18 feet down, though, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'll... I, I'm not going to use my potion of flying to, That's fair. to save just a regular helmet, so... Yeah. You're just kind of uh, like, ah, oh, I like that one, but... Yeah, it was okay helmet. I can get another one. And it falls, <sighs> and you hear... What? What do the sides look like? Pretty steep, actually. It's almost cone-like, with like made of what? Uh, mostly a viscous mud, a really viscous mud. Some stones, a bunch of roots. Uh, it would be mm -hmm. a very difficult climb down. But at that moment, you all notice the helm fall in, and there's a pause, just a briefest of pause. 
clink, clink. It fell into an open space below. And then there's a moment of quiet. And then the whole ground begins to in in the 15 foot radius. And you all instinctively back away from the hole. And as you do, a tree 30 feet away gets blasted into the night sky, like 20 feet in the air. And then, and you're like, what? And then you see another, a root. One of the um, fallen logs you'd climbed over earlier gets shoved out of the way. Like you've seen tremors, right? Mm -hmm. something's underneath pushing up hard on these things and a few seconds later the ground erupts about let's say 40 feet due north of where you are the ground erupts in a spray of mud and uh, tree roots and this massive thing erupts out of the ground just about 40 feet away, a long, massive, pointed snout bursts <laughs> from this ground, and it is absolutely huge. <laughs> and the snout splits of this gargantuan creature into these mouths that open in cor- cardinal directions. You see fangs you see these, um, this long tongue-like appendage stick out of it as and the tongue splits into these tendrils that extend even beyond the mouth and they wrap around a nearby tree branch, pull it right off the tree and retract it back into the mouth and the tree branch is gone and this thing thumps onto the ground. Its entire body isn't even out of the hole at this point. The thing must be, like, the mouth itself is big enough to swallow the horse that Jay's character is riding on. Oh, fantastic. Todd. And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. Awesome. All right. <laughs> that is. If, before we did call it. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you... I be able to um, activate my blood right using my alert feet? Sure, absolutely. Because I wouldn't had... be surprised by this. Yeah, you had the warning of the floating, um, of yeah. the the glow, the glow bulb, flying <laughs> up into the sky. So yeah, anything you want to do just before it kicks in, go ahead. Any preparations? What do you? How do you respond to what you are just noticing right now? Is old? Uh, what's that look blood like? Blood right of the storm. I'm uh, gonna use my the same with the bow as last time. When I pull it out, uh, I'm gonna do the mechanism, and it imbues my bow. Absolutely, but this time a little bit different. As you grab the bow. It pierces you in the edge. Lightning. But it's of lightning just 
begins to arc out in the places where your blood touches the, the wood and metal uh, etchings of the bow. All right, Elias, what do you do in this moment? Oh, I had a spell ready, so I'm going to cast Blink. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the visual of that. She's like, gets her bow. The lightning begins, and you just go. <laughs> 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 it's the mage equivalent of nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. All right. Hilda, what are you going to do? Uh, if If we're able to do something because... You noticed this and there was a warning. Uh, if I can, I cast sanctuary. Absolutely. Who do you want to cast it upon? Uh, it's got a oh, so do I have to have a specific target here? Yeah, you gotta pick. I believe it's one person, one, one very specific person. Uh, it increases with the uh, level of it. Okay, awesome. Uh, it seems like... Maybe I'll cast it on... Um, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. I might put it on Ashina. Just seems like sure. carrying the bulb might make it... Yep, so Ashina, just uh, make her a target. Next time, uh, you have Sanctuary on yourself. Now, if you cast something offensive, it will break the spell, just so you know, but it will have to do um, saves to try, try to attack you. All right, so Ashina, I'm just going to put a little icon on you uh, to remind not to attack you without a save. So that's <laughs> that's going to be your, your, your thing. Uh... All right, who haven't we got to? Gex, you're caught a little bit flat-footed by this, but what do you want to do? Um, yeah, that's a good question. What does he want to do? Um, oh, I can't use that. Uh, are we just going to straight up... Um, Take a second to look at where a cover is, move to a bit of cover, and ready the bow. Absolutely, and you are also the furthest away, so it's relatively easy for you to duck behind one of the trees uh, sure. that's right next to you. Um, all right. Isold. Uh, oh, we already did Isold. Uh, Jimmy. Kid Jimmy. Um... You're up I'm on the horse. To, again, I'm going to try to sort of slink down off the horse and under cover behind this big horse, try to find like a, a relative hiding spot best I can. Sure thing. You're right next to the actual pit. And uh, as you do that, you can actually see that like as it comes out, there's a sucking sound at the bottom of the pit that opened near you. It seems like wherever this massive creature is coming out of is somehow connected to that pit under, like, that's just at your feet. God only knows what's under there. But as it moved, it opened up enough of a hole that the water was siphoned away. Okay, okay, okay. So, is there any, like, um, 
solid, quick structures nearby, something like that, like a tree or something like that that I could tie one end of the rope to and toss it down into the hole? Like, uh, that be sure. my Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, I'll be even let... Basically begin to tie, to tie off the rope and to try to get down into the pit. Yeah, you're already tied to the rope. You've already got the other end in hand, so you can yeah. just throw it to Gex, and he could help you tie it off. So let's do... Um, I'll just give you that for free. So you're tied off uh, to the tree and ready to go down. Belunking. Exactly. All right. And I'm going to say... And you, I'm going to climb on my horse. You step over <laughs> the edge and you're just dangling. Uh, Jimmy, you're just off the... Not not you, Delathar. Um, Jimmy is dangling like a few feet down the lip so you actually have cover so it can't see you directly. You're just like throw, leap, repel. All I right. I don't even know if it has uh, Talithar, you're right next to your horse, so it's actually relatively easy for you to do that. So you go ahead and uh, um, you get on your horse or next to your horse? Uh, I'm going to get on my horse and get ready to fight this thing. All right. I don't know if there's a mounted uh, button, but I'm going <laughs> to do the wrench. Just, I don't know why. No worries. All right. You are ready. You and pull your blade and get ready. All right. And... Uh, empty wisdom turns towards this thing and just opens their arms and looks at it like <sighs> like looking up at the glowing orb in the sky like a good 15 feet up and empty wisdom just looks at this thing and you hear her mutter uh, them they mutter a word beautiful any other oh and Ashina what do you want to do? Okay, bark skin on myself. Nice. All right. Plus bark skin. All right, so you cast and your skin hardens uh, into protective layer. And you're all staring at this massive worm-like creature. Its tongue just... The, the tendrils off the tongue, this deep, like, almost, almost black, but in the moonlight... And in the in the dim light, you can just make out it's it's this really deep purple color. Okay. And that is where we're gonna call it for tonight. It's, it's Unless you guys want to be smoke on the water. Am I able to cast a bonus spell on top of this? Ah, uh, maybe. Well, think about it for next round. We're gonna we're gonna start at that point. We'll roll initiative from at the first thing next next game. Roll initiative. Roll the spell initiative. might affect what happens. Well, we'll find that out next week. This week, we need a name for tonight's episode. All right, everybody, internet or you guys, what's the name of tonight's episode? And thanks very much. I'm sorry I went long. I just looked at the clock. I was like, oh, damn, it's 1220. Sorry, folks. I do try to wrap at 12, but, you know, got to leave it on a cliffhanger. Oh, hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. That's that's not bad. What else? What else we got? Any other suggestions? Interweaves. You're welcome to make some suggestions. There's a lot of dirty stuff. Bring them on those Dax. Think about Beatrice's fruity bottom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Bring it on. I'm, I'm sorry, Internet. I'm sorry. Um, Off to the swamp.
Off to the swamp. Worm at the bottom of the fruit bottom cup. <laughs> oh no, Grandma. <laughs> Did Yelfin come up with that name? It sounds like a Yelfin. Uh, unfortunately, name. no. No, that's that's pure me. Sorry. Okay. But, um, thanks very much, everybody. It, sound, it, it sounded very Yelfin, didn't it? It, it really mm. did. I, I, it'd be great to... You know what? Hey, we've already got nine players. Let's get let's go for ten. Let's get Yalfin in this nonsense, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope, uh, I hope you had a good night, and, uh, and we'll see everybody next week to see uh, if there's a murder happening. Uh, and any last suggestions on episode name? We need, we need a consensus here. I know it's hard. Fleeing? I don't know. Something about the fire stick and the doctor. <laughs> Consult your doctor about fire stick syndrome. Staffify. Staffify. Staff. <laughs> Do you have staff of fire? I'll, I'll let you all think of a name. My, yes. my brain doesn't want to fire any cylinders tonight. i got to save it for tomorrow. <laughs> That's fair. My brain That's is starting fair. to fade. All yeah. right. Well, All right. may your bicycle we'll... not get a flat tire. Night, gang. Thank see you, Jay. Hey, great to see you, Jay. Faces. Thanks so much, Donnie, Jay, for coming out, and everybody else for jumping in again. Uh, hopefully we'll get Matt in here again soon, and thanks. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right, everybody. Yay. Goodbye. Bye. 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 B